this is going to be set in stone. And the guy responds, oh, absolutely. It's, it's as solid as the stone that Jesus wrote the Ten Commandments in. There you go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Phlegmatic Folios, Ramjack and the Taffy Master's Charade. Greetings, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack... Our two good friends. You guys know Brad. He's here all the time. But guess who's back from the high seas? It's Jonathan! Hello. He's back. American hero. A true American hero. Formerly on international waters. Yes, I can no longer claim the sea as my home. Ask me if I regret that. (laughs) Do you you regret not being able to call the sea your home? (laughs) <laughs> Do you you miss your life on the seas? I was going to ask, is it weird to stand on land or go to sleep when you're not moving constantly because of no. the water? It's not it's, weird. It's okay. not weird. It's it's pleasant because that's what that's what everyone does and I think that's a thing we all need to have in common. I was <laughs> I was going to tell a quick story that is just perfectly in keeping with that entire 4-month experience. I was walking through the free buffet, which I've discussed in the past. It is known as the Garden Cafe, and it's the only instance I saw a fight in progress. I saw hmm. a man surrounded by a ring of gentlemen. He had been quarantined from the rest of the people around him because he was presumably dangerous. And the man inside the ring of men was screaming, It doesn't matter! It doesn't fucking matter! (laughs) And a woman sitting at a nearby table, holding a baby, Hmm. screamed at the top of her lungs, It does matter! You shoved a pregnant woman! (laughs) And I walked away because it was really an instant source of stress for me, and I had to get away from it. I don't know what was happening. Was he trying to say that all people are worthy of being pushed if they deserve it. <laughs> I mean... It doesn't matter I mean, so, if she's pregnant. It doesn't fucking matter. So, Equality. Listen, sometimes you gotta shove a pregnant woman, all right? It just happens. It just happens sometimes. You need to do it. Get out of the way. I need, I need to get to these nachos. Nachos? <laughs> oh, you think it's much fancier than it actually is. is are practice. nachos fancy? They do not have nachos. That's okay. all I'm really saying, I guess. <laughs> Are you saying that there's something less fancy that they have than a nacho? I, Mexican food in general, not an option on the ship. Okay, Every now and right. then they would have a terrible version of an empanada. But mm. other than that, you're not going to get a nacho. You're not going to have tacos, quesadillas. I would have killed for a quesadilla. But alas, no quesadillas. All right, what if you could have a quesadilla or salsa? Which one would you choose? I'm actually listening to that episode uh, currently, not as we record, but earlier I was listening. And I guess, yeah, I would take a quesadilla over salsa in and of itself. Okay, all right, just checking. I'm just checking. It's difficult for salsa to sort of stand on its own two feet and say, (laughs) I'm here, eat me. Yes. But, (laughs) yes, I'm glad... I'm glad to be back. I couldn't really do it anymore, so it's good that I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh, can I get the name of a soap opera that doesn't exist? Coat hanger abortions. Oh. Okay. Mm. Well, wow. that's the flyover states for you. That's the flyover states for you. Oh. We fly over them. 
And away. And away. We go. <laughs> Boys, do you have any questions about ship life that I may not have answered during my extensive boat updates? Anything that you're curious about? Um, I'm a... Well, I mean, you've pretty much... Besides random little stories and... Let's see. I mean, I can be t- f- tons of questions. Is, was there a pool on board? There were multiple pools on board. We were not allowed access to the pools because they were for the passengers, first and foremost, and we cannot be taking up space around the pools. All right, all right. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask. That's probably for the best. You don't want to be. You don't want to be in those pools with those people. No, with (laughs) small children. No, No, gross. Can't. Can't do it. Pools are bad. It's one of those ships where they trick you or they want to trick you into thinking it's nicer than it is. But if you really take a casual glance at everything around you, you realize this isn't luxury. It's it's something different that you don't have access to where you're from. And you think that's luxury, but it's not. Free food 24 hours a day is not <laughs> is not luxury. <laughs> oh. <gasps> Restaurants that are free to go to aren't real. Everything's just a weird facsimile of what it is in the real world. Come into our restaurant where you don't have to pay for the food. <laughs> That's not a restaurant. That sounds so luxurious. I can't believe my luck. There is a restaurant across from a restaurant. They have the same menu. One is a restaurant known as Taste. One is a restaurant known as Savor. There is a third restaurant known as Mouth. <laughs> No, there's no third restaurant known as Mouth, but <laughs> Taste and Savor are real names for real quote-unquote restaurants. Oh. Everything for free? The height of luxury! No! <laughs> luxury is having the money to afford real good quality food. Yeah. Not the same food you would get via room service, which is what it was. <laughs> this chicken Caesar salad looks familiar. <laughs> Hmm. That's because it's the room service chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, the question I was going to ask about the pools was what condition were they in? Um, because I'm pretty sure pools on a ship would be the worst. So, like you guys said, great that you didn't have access. But another question I have is were you able to make friends with any of the passengers at all? Like, were there any redeeming people on board? Or were they all just the worst? It would be very unfair to say that they are the worst, or that it was anywhere close to being that case, but for every one or two people that you would meet who would be very enthusiastic about the shows and very supportive, you would have people doing and saying really horrific things, and sadly, I don't know if it's my temperament or living on that ship, but that stuff sticks much easier than someone giving you a compliment after a show. I mean, Hmm. we had people come for seven days in a row. Like, they would come and see the same sketch shows multiple times, which I, even as as a big fan of a lot of things, I I don't think I'd see the exact same thing three times in seven days. Um, But, you know, they were very, very nice, and there were a lot of kids who were very enthusiastic volunteers, and, you know, maybe we've tricked them into wanting to do this for a career. I want to do that. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want, if, if you want to do an eleven o'clock show, where <laughs> can I get a reason why two people would be kept apart, like war or famine, or because she's a whore? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're not going to take that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> she really is a whore. Talk it's a fact. to her. She's right here. It's, it's com- truth and comedy. 
My name's Frank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could have recorded with you to tell the story about the guy who proposed to his girlfriend. That truly was a very, very strange experience, and it was hard to get that encapsulated really quickly in a voicemail. It's not going to last. Oh, of course I, not. What? What? Is there what? anything more romantic than a than a than an eleven o'clock raunchy improv show during college spring break, and then right after it's over, proposing to your girlfriend of less than a year? <laughs> it sounds well, but they're also doing it in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I think that's where you're that's where you're forgetting all the luxury that they're. Norwegian refers to it as freestyle cruising. Emphasis on free. Emphasis on free. <laughs> I pay for my cruise. <laughs> Why am I paying for this? I don't know. There's free options down the hall. Well, I'll take that. Did they have to pay to come to the show? No, I mean, like I said, a lot of this stuff is free, including almost all of the entertainment. You could go see Rock of Ages for free. You could go see the ballroom dance show for free. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, once once you, quote-unquote, pay for your cruise, you pretty much have access to the whole ship unless you want to go to, like, the steakhouse. Where you pay thirty dollars oh. for unlimited food. <laughs> I pay my thirty dollars. I want six steaks, four soups, two desserts, and three appetizers. All right, we will give you exactly that. Oh, that is disturbing. Everybody loves it. They're like thirty dollars, and we I can get whatever I want. I like it. Can't, you know, most, can't you get most, whatever you want in the kitchen where you can get whatever you want? Like I don't yeah. understand. Is it just quantity? Like they'll cut you <laughs> yes. off at two steaks in the free. Um, cafeteria, but not at the $30 steak I mean, place. Alex, you can't get steaks in the free buffet. Are you kidding me? You can't get steaks in the free buffet. You gotta uh, go to the steakhouse. In the oh, world, okay. if, you, if you're willing to spend $30 on a meal, uh, you can get most things you might want. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. Like, like I, I, you don't, it's just this quantity thing that, mm, no. <laughs> I want the I'm potato a- soup followed by the broccoli cheddar soup followed by... <laughs> Oh boy! I love soups. How many, how many servers have uh, fallen into a, a human's mouth? <laughs> yeah, they were just waiting. <laughs> you look pretty tasty, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did I or did I not pay my thirty dollars? Hey, cannibal! I demand the flesh of a human. <laughs> have you heard this song, Ahab the Arab? <laughs> God. Uh-huh. Oh, I watched so uh, this week for Intro to X. We watched an episode of X Files in which Victoria Jackson was the guest star. Whoops. Wow. Um, it was amazing, and it only makes me need to watch Campin' Buddies more. Was she playing some sort of uh, nut or conspiracy theorist? No, she was um, a um, a woman who was thought she had the power to control the weather, but it turns out there was just a guy that had, had a crush on her since she was in high school who had the power to control the weather. <laughs> you know, like you do. What a one-off. What a, what a clear, closed, shut case. Hmm. Well, he had a crush on her. But moving on. This is not part of an overarching plot. <laughs> yeah, no, no. A couple more quick things uh, about just random ship experiences. I heard one of the officers, so, like, just a guy in white, that's the sort of distinction of someone who has vague authority over everyone, he was just barking at people, and he said, teeth, teeth, passengers like to see teeth, teeth. Hmm. As in, like, smile, you Filipinos. (laughs) I'm white. You listen to me. Yeah, Brad's doing it right now. That's what they like. They like to see teeth. 
there was this trend in the Bahamas where on the radio and in person, DJs will play popular songs. So perfect example being Beyonce's Single Ladies. But what they like to do, these DJs, is, okay, so imagine the song Single Ladies interrupted every one and a half to 1.8 seconds. So the DJ can say things like, yep, you know it. Oh, let's go. What's that? Say again? But I already gave the ring to you. Oh boy, here we go again. You got it. (laughs) No way. It took six minutes to get to the chorus. (laughs) Like, oh no, the woman is asking for a ring again. Oh. <laughs> again. <laughs> or there was a song that a guy was playing called Somebody Got Your Girlfriend. <laughs> so that's the song in and of itself. And the DJ keeps interrupting to go, who was it? It was me. <laughs> it's like, stop interrupting the song. You're the worst DJ in the world. <laughs> DJs, DJs just play music. They don't provide color commentary. Oh no, I'm a part of the song now. I'm in this. Ooh, he's wasted away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> Will he get that cheeseburger in paradise? Oh no! <laughs> um, and <laughs> one more example of just audiences. We were interrupt. Uh, we were interviewing a couple in the front row, and we asked uh, we asked the husband if your friends could describe your wife in three words. What would they say? And this woman, who clearly was a stranger to this couple, sitting right behind them in the next row, just went bitchy. And I was like, I almost stepped forward and went, bitch, (laughs) you don't fucking know these people. I would venture to say that you, good ma'am, are the bitch. (laughs) How would you describe your wife? Bitchy. Fuck you. If I was her husband, if I was a straight man who had a wife, I would turn around and go, fuck you, cunt. (laughs) Nice. Who the fuck are you? Go back to the fucking garden cafe. Don't mind if I do. I'm sad. Yikes. Uh, Alex, what what do you have on the docket? What's what's going on on, on your end of the bayou? Uh, nothing much. Um, Case closed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, not much to speak to. Um, yeah, let's just let's leave it at that. I haven't really seen any movies. I haven't really... <laughs> I mean, any fun rides? No fun rides recently. Just, oh, you know, just Evers- rides. The ever-slippery definition of what it is to be a fun ride. Is a fun ride even a good thing anymore? <laughs> we, we, we really don't know. I, when um, Alex, if you ever uh, come down and visit Orlando, uh, we're going to go through and we're going to review all the rides at Disney World. And we're going to find fun? out which ones are fun and okay. which ones are not fun. We should do a YouTube series on Ramjack's uh, station that's just fun ride, question mark, where we just go on a ride mm-hmm. and then we're back. Alex thoughts feels nah. I mean, eh, it was a fun ride. Versus, I mean, it was a fun ride. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Alex, what did you think? I really didn't like it. I mean, it was a fun ride. Peter Pan, it was a fun ride. Peter Pan, <laughs> Carousel of Progress, fun ride. Oh hi there. Is that the ride with the bizarre hillbilly? No. Oh, which no, ride is not. that? I don't know. <laughs> it, you've talked about it on the the show, like some sort of weird like prospector character who's 
taking you through time or like history? Uh, he's not a prospector. Um, <laughs> he's just a person mm-hmm. in varying time periods. Uh, old paw progress. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. He's he's in no way a prospector. Well, he's, he's just telling you about. It. He's just telling you about the time, the amazing inventions of the 1900s and the 1920s and the 1930s and the 1940s and the future time. <laughs> if you're gonna sit there and tell me that. That Paw is not in keeping with the Prospector aesthetic, at the very least. You, my, my good sir, are fooling yourself. I don't think you know what a Prospector is. They talk like this! He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> that's what I remember, and that's what counts. Alright. <laughs> it's what I remember combined with what I believe. <laughs> that's how facts work. Um, well, there guys, you go. Uh, since Alex is doing nothing at all, would you like to play a, a quick? It, it, it's not a game; it's it's a test. Sure. Oh, okay. Um, now there's more stress. When it was a game, it was fun. Now it's stressful because it's a test. Well, this isn't nearly <sighs> as involved as your reading comprehension test. Okay. All right. This then. is just this is a test that sort of determines your basic ability to be a member of the human race. Oh. Just okay, all right, all right, all right. Moving yeah. about and living your life as an adult with agency and sentience. So, Brad, Alex, uh, I want you to imagine that you're in a group of about five or six people, and a decision has to be made. So, let's say that you're trying to make a decision between. <laughs> let's say push the pregnant woman. Push the pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care if you're a black, Jewish, handicapped pregnant woman. I'll push you. <laughs> Why? Because it's equality. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, so let's say that you're in a room with uh, you're in a group of five to six people, and you're trying to decide between, let's say, uh, cupcakes and brownies for later. You're getting a special treat later, and you have to decide between cupcakes and brownies. Now, mm. everyone gets a say, and so this is what this is what I call the choice test. You're given two options, and uh, Alex, I come to you and I say, Alex, what would you prefer for the group to have? Would you prefer cupcakes or, or brownies? Now, this is this is where you're tested. What what do you say in response to that question? Um, is there anything special about either dessert? <laughs> As in, do the cupcake? Are there some cupcakes that are frosted, and are there some that aren't? Why would are I the bring cupcakes this to Alex? Why would I bring all a simple cupcakes? A, B, question to Alex? <laughs> it's not a simple question. Are I'm any of the cupcakes gluten free? Are the brownies gluten free? Are the brownies failed. do they have nuts? <laughs> are they laced? This is what is known Look, as failing the choice test. If I have to decide for a whole group of people what dessert they're going to eat without knowing these people, Alex. I'm going to have to know. I, I would go with the thing that has the most options, so I would go with cupcakes. You're not paying attention. You clearly weren't paying attention. I asked you, Alex, what would you prefer to have? What would you um, prefer to have as a dessert treat? Cupcakes at this moment, or brownie? Right now, I'm going to go cupcakes. Okay. Well, thank you for retroactively going back and attempting to pass the choice test. By doing that, you learned your lesson and you realized that the choice test is a test where you have a choice and you make it. Brad, I, I know that you've been... I know that you already know how to play this game at this point because mm-hmm. Alex has both failed and succeeded. <laughs> but if I were to come to you in a group of five or six people and say, Brad, what would you prefer to have? For a- I'll say, we'll, we'll have neither. We'll have nothing. We'll have no treats. <laughs> we haven't earned it. We're not, we don't deserve it. Well, that's a very interesting way to fail the choice test. <laughs> no, but I would say I would say I would say brownies, though. But you know, but if we because we can go back, right? That's how the game works. Yeah, well, see, here's easily. The thing. 
maybe earlier I did sort of word it as, what would you prefer for the group yes. to have? <laughs> Which is if, what if I, I latched on to. Yes. So I do apologize for sort of jumping on your dick in regards hmm. to that aspect. Hmm. But the question, no matter how it's phrased, I feel ultimately, if you're a member of a group and someone asks you, what is your opinion? Then you should be able to pick between one or two things. Right. The problem yeah. is... And what drives me crazy, and I experienced this a lot over the last four months, people around me would be given choices. Like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? And they would defer to everyone around them and just say, I don't care. What everyone else wants is fine. Either is fine. I don't want to choose. I don't want to choose. You choose for me. You choose for me. And that is just so bizarre to me that no one... You can't even, like, rise above your own apathy and your indignation mm-hmm. to, like, actually t- say what you would prefer to do. Like, I would prefer to do this. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Why do people defer to the group? What everyone else wants Dude. is fine. It's so stupid I... and kind of speaks to, like, a sense of cowardliness, I think. Mm-hmm. I would wholeheartedly agree, because this happens all the time in my day-to-day life. I, I don't advocate choice, um, but... Like you, I do not speak like, for choice. Look, no, not I. Did, I said I do not. Alex is anti-choice. Like, all right, it. we understand. We oh. understand. Alex, you're anti-choice. Sorry, <laughs> I, I misspoke. No, I meant I do not abdicate it. I do not give it to someone else. You um, keep it for yourself. Well, yes, but I am often put in the position where people will say, "I don't care. You do. I don't care what you do it." And I'm the one that has to make decisions for a group. Why? Which is why I answered the cupcake brownie question like I did initially, because I thought I got to make the choice for everybody. What does people? What do people really want? So you got to kind of s- suffer that out. And I wish people would just tell me or a group of people what they want, because choice is all we have, <laughs> right? Yes. It's one of the only luxuries as a person <laughs> that we have. You get to make a choice. <laughs> you can make, make the choice. choice. You no. have a choice. No, no, it's too much. You have a choice. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Fish in the ocean don't have... <laughs> I know I said I wanted cupcakes under my breath, but ultimately, it's whatever you want to have. I think we should just have waffles, okay? Why didn't anyone ask what I wanted before choices were to give it to me? I don't like either of those choices. I think you're a bully. I'm not <laughs> to go make my own choices. Well, especially yeah, when I, it comes down to a matter of majority rules. Yeah. If you're saying to a group of people, like, pick, and whatever is picked the most, yeah. we will go with, I don't care, either. You can't do that. You can't just fucking do that. You're being an idiot. You're being arbitrary, and I know that those people, once a decision is made, I swear to you, f- five times out of ten, they're going to go, oh, that's what was chosen? Oh, I secretly would have wanted that instead. Yeah. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Grow the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, uh, we should say that to those people because we've got to stop this. If some, if you, if you have been, if you're the, if you're the one that's choosing because no one else wants to, and someone comes back and you're like, hmm, I thought brownies would have been better. You should say, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you've got to tell them like, hey, you gave up though, your choice. At the same time, I got to throw out already um, at this job. We've already had the first food thing. Oh no, oh, God, Brad, bane I'm so of my sorry. existence. Like, and where are we um, getting food from? already. Yeah, and they, there was a choice given of uh, pizza or cupcakes. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. How is that the choice? <laughs> that was the choice, pizza or cupcakes. But, like, um, tell me for, like, a, okay, what do you guys want for the midnight snack? Do you guys want pizza or cupcakes? Like, yeah, what was so, the well, situation I'm either going to get pizza or I'm either going to get cupcakes or pizza. Um, and Because it started, like, she was going to get cupcakes. And she's like, hey, why don't we get some pizzas instead? And she's like, oh, okay, um, what would you guys rather have, cupcakes or pizza? That was the choice given. 
Um, now, I stayed out of this because I know that I am not partaking of this, so it's not really my decision. Your choice so is I, to not choose. My choice is to not, stay the fuck out of it. Yeah. You're not, you're like, oh, I'm not going to participate, therefore yeah. my choice well, is invalid with the rest of the of group. Course, That's your choice. Course, you made the choice. You cho- because you choose to abdicate, they're going to think, or sort of step away from it, they're going to look mm-hmm. at you like you're insane. Like, <laughs> what? You don't want free pizza? Yeah, it's it was it's we were already there. It's like uh the food things. It's I hate it so much. Um but the thing is, um then the decision went around and do you know what the decision they made was? Both. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on somebody else's dime. Let's get pizza cakes. Like, Let's just get six cupcakes fuck? and the medium you, pizza. You assholes, you can't do that. What are you doing? Hell yeah, we can't. We're grown-ups. Someone <laughs> offers to buy you cupcakes, and they say, hey, why don't we get pizza instead? You can make a decision, not like, all right, well, it's, it's, you know, pizzas are, you know, you can buy pizzas cheaply. Yeah. Get a couple of pizzas. It's probably not that much different than the price of cupcakes, so you can make that decision. But then they'll be like, let's get both. Um... <laughs> You assholes. You fucking assholes. But we all know how Jonathan just said someone looked at everyone else yeah. and, and and murmured, we're adults. Like, it, it dawned on them, like, let's just get whatever the fuck we want. Cupcakes, pizza. <laughs> I want some donuts. Someone get a box of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a real ragtag crew. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, boy. Now, you've established that this is a night job, right? Yes, so yes. What, it's what, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, my God. So what time of night did this question first come up? Do you remember? Um, well, it came. It was the night before that they made the decision, and then uh, they 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 called in the order and went and picked it up. Uh, you know, early in the shifts. You know, the, the next night. And then I of course, have to choose between pizza and cupcakes. Uh, why should I have to choose? And then they're like, "Well, hey, uh, you guys can you know, you know take a break early. You know, go to the break room, have some stuff." And of course, like I don't because gross. Um, and like, oh, you know, there's stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Don't want anything. You sure? You we can uh, we can put some up and you can have it later. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Like every time, it is people do not accept the fact that I don't want your food. I don't. I like I restaurants. I if I if I think about a restaurant long enough, I can talk myself out of it just on principle because it's weird. Like I don't want other people's free food. No, uh, I don't trust them. No. Brad, Brad is. I, I can't even imagine if you had done like a two-day visit to the ship, you would have come back with a lot of stories, but you would have also been paralyzed from like oh, yeah. your neck down because you Definitely. would have gone into like a, a shock state. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so fascinated though. I, I think like sheer freak novelty. I think I could get through it. Uh, have I emphasized how many how many morbidly obese people were in scooters? Um, I've been to Disney World m- m- on multiple occasions. It's all scooters. <laughs> you shouldn't go on a cruise though if you are on a scooter. It's ridiculous. You get on a boat, you're trying to like traverse sandy beaches and all this all this nonsense. It's not for you. Yeah. I-, I feel so bad when I say that, but cruises are not for the majority of people. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just not fit for it. It's like, you're a two-year-old. You are too young for this. You're 98 years old. You should be preparing yourself. You should not be here. <laughs> you're a 20-year-old. You shouldn't be on a cruise. You should be doing something that 20-year-olds do, not cruising. Get out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who are cruises for? I don't know. I, I think oh, if you can do a really, truly luxurious cruise, I'm talking about a cruise where the passengers are limited because it's an exclusive clientele and everyone's yeah. rich as fuck. Yeah. And you go out on a boat that is, it, it's, it's not contestable, the quality of this experience. Yes. But if this is some sort of like middle America thing, don't do it. 
just be, it's not fun. You're going to be rubbing elbows with people that you don't like. And it's just, it's a disaster. Everyone is sweaty. Like, little kids are running around bottomless. Um, oh, God. Uh, Jonathan, no, the horror. Yes. I mean, but that is a true horror. Um, I if, if I had to say what else would be on a, a truly luxurious cruise, no cafeteria, like, no buffet, anything. Like, you go no. to the restaurants and they serve you. If it's free, it's free. You've paid the four grand to go on this cruise. How uh, much are sure. cruises? Is four grand a lot or not a lot? Um, it's, Should it be it's ten pro- grand? It's probably going to run you at the very least like $2,000 a person. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm so, I want it to be so bougie that you pay to get on the ship and then you even pay for everything else. Oh, everything that else. that fucking rich. Every towel like, you just throw away. You don't put still, it in a basket to wash. It's thrown away and they give you a new one. Yes. Like, I need, I need exclusivity within exclusivity. Like, nice. oh, you can't come to this restaurant because it's literally too expensive. But I have enough money to come on the ship. Yeah, to come on the ship. Have fun sitting <laughs> in your deck chair, you fuck. <laughs> I want We're them to, going. like, judge your clothing, too. Like, I want the person to look you up and down and say, sorry, all the seats sorry. have been filled. We're, we're booked. Oh, There's no I'm one sorry. in this restaurant. Uh, yes, but we, y- your clothing, uh, I'm sorry, we don't have meals from last season. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we don't have meals from last could you could you look me in the eye and tell me that that suit of yours is worth more than four thousand dollars? Uh, sure I could. Mm, see, I don't believe you. You're not coming into this restaurant where we eat only brains. Welcome eat to the brains. brains of all kinds of animals. Oh, all kinds. Sorry. We're out of moose brains. <laughs> Before we allow you in, you're going to have to visit the tailor to get that suit taken care of. Also, once you've been touched by the tailor, you aren't worthy to be here. Some of the free restaurants actually tried to establish a dress code, and I was like, no, you've already established that the restaurant is free. That means everyone can come in, no matter what yokel fuck it is. I love that you're saying, oh, you have to wear a jacket. A jacket? Have you seen these people? <laughs> this is a free restaurant. <laughs> You can't tell people to wear a jacket at a free restaurant. No. Uh, and th- there was a party every second day of every cruise, and it was called the Dress Up or Not Party. <laughs> what? I hope to see you all there at the Dress Up or Not Party. Mm. How much? How? What percentage was or not? I never went. <laughs> oh. Well, that was a good call. Yeah. There was the I 80s don't know, party, the glow party. Ooh, the glow party. Wear white so that the black lights will make you glow like a star. <laughs> Here's a cock-shaped light that you can wave as the DJ plays horrifically bad music that no one has ever heard. <laughs> and interrupting every few minutes. Yes. How about What's that beat? Oh, it's coming back around. Oh, goodness. I've, I've been at nightclubs where that happens, and it's always the worst. Except... Instead of, I guess, in a slightly... Well, I'm not sure. You said this was on the islands that you would stop at, like in the port radios? Or like at the clubs in those areas. I remember going to a nightclub and a guy who was, I guess, he would come out and probably around maybe one or two and he's like hey guys how's everyone doing everyone would groan like fuck not this dude and he would do that like he would wait for them to say a lyric and then he would say something like grossly sexually explicit but like gross and we would all everyone would just groan he'd be like hey, hey, hey. and he'd do it for like four songs and be like all right i'm out of here guys you're great and we're like what the fuck just happened <laughs> this is the fucking worst 
and then people would come back out there and dance again. So I can only imagine how it is on an island when they're just doing it to uh, single ladies. That's like a singing in the rain scenario where that guy was backstage going, "Come on, man, let me do my thing." All right, you can have four songs. All right, I'm going out there a fuck, but I'm coming back a fuck. <laughs> The worst. What do you the think? Worst. Do you like my set? No. Uh, right, when, when, when you played <laughs> you Tainted Love and started up? talking about gonorrhea, it was just inappropriate. <laughs> Tainted Love. Yeah, like the herpes I got last week. Oh, no, dude, stop. I would do anything for love. Uh-oh, here we go again. <laughs> he sure does say that a lot. <laughs> Fuck off. That Single Ladies, I'm also convinced that it might have been a sped-up cover of Single Ladies. It was like... <laughs> All the single ladies, all the single ladies. Like, it's not that fast. Well, if it wasn't sped up, it would last for 15 minutes with the interruptions. What? I mean, it has Uh-oh. to. Not this again. Uh, that's that's crazy, man. Straight Guys, up nuts. do you want to hear from a special friend? Yes, absolutely. Guys, I, uh, you know, I got a huge packet after I got back the cruise, and it was stuffed to the fucking brim with Laura Whimsit clippings. Unfortunately, yes, as it should be. I I don't want it to stop, but I couldn't use any of them because they're all already online. Uh, Mm. They're available through the Ramjack Wiki, of course. You can read one of them online now, and I'm going to read it for you here. Hopefully, this is something you're not familiar with. The headline is, Thawing Out Children's Imaginations. Whoa. Have either of you read this one in particular? Falling out children's imaginations? Yes. I read so, this like a horror novel. Like this is from the this is on the menu of the Brains restaurant you were talking about earlier. Stephen King's Misery. Yeah. <laughs> another another cozy day in the cabin. All right. So, let's just see this is a this is a actually a really great seminal Laura column because who does it involve? Beth. Who does it involve? Briley and Lila. Aww. All the kids and grandkids are here. So, uh, nice. let's just see what's going on. It didn't last long, but for a few years of my life, I was actually in touch with what was going on. I knew <laughs> what rad meant, understood that every kid had to have a trapper keeper, and could flip a transformer car into a robot dinosaur in three seconds flat. Alas, my kids grew up and moved away, leaving me to drift further and further away from whatever is cool or in or hip or... Or, uh, well, I don't even know what the kids call it these days. Uh-huh. They call it cool. <laughs> they just call it cool. <laughs> I was confronted with this cruel reality a few, a few weeks ago when my daughter and her two children visited my son and his little girl. Briley and Delilah are only a few months apart in age, being just turned four and almost four. Ugh. And they should. How old are you, Riley? I'm just turned four. <laughs> How old are you, Lila? I'm almost four. <laughs> Great. English language. Laura Wim's it, everybody. <laughs> she never met a sentence she couldn't mangle. Mm. And they share many of the same interests, mostly in anything pink, purple, or sparkly. On this particular occasion, the three of us were sitting on the floor of Lila's bedroom, which is pink, purple, and sparkly, playing with a collection of miniature plastic figures. Wait, 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 wait. her floor is pink, purple, and sparkly? The bedroom overall has an aesthetic of... I thought she was being raised in a strip club for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy got me my first pole. (laughs) Dear God. Um... (laughs) 
playing with a collection of miniature plastic figures who live in a large plastic castle. The castle, needless to say, is pink, purple, and sparkly. I'll be Anna, Lila said, picking up a doll with brown hair. I'll be Elsa, Briley said, picking up a doll with blonde hair. I'll be this guy, I said, picking up a boy doll. I glanced up and saw Lila and Briley staring at me with somber, disapproving eyes. That's Hans, Lila said. He's a bad guy, Briley added. <laughs> Adios, Hans, I said, tossing the doll over my shoulder and rummaging around the pile of remaining characters. Let's see here. I'll be the reindeer. That's Fen, Lila said. Is Fen a good reindeer, I asked nervously. Assured that Sven is very good, I proceeded to sweep him up into the air. My grandgirls burst into laughter. Sven doesn't fly, they told me. <laughs> Did I detect a sneer in their voices? He is yes. not Santa's reindeer. Chastened. Chastened. I bounced Sven along the floor. Here, Sven, I said, trying to keep the sarcasm out of my voice. Just be a plain old boring reindeer. No flying allowed. I heard someone rustling behind me. What does that sound like? Rustle, 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 rustle. Is someone moving cloth against other cloth? Is that what a rustle is? I heard someone rustling behind me and turned to see Luke and Beth standing in the doorway, staring at me with somber, disapproving eyes. Stop throwing our children's toys over your shoulder. <laughs> If you're going to play, you have to play right, Beth dictated. What a fucking Ooh. bitch. <laughs> that is the... I, I'm not on Laura's side because everyone in this is an asshole. But if Beth really fucking said that, what an idiotic thing to say. Yeah. Hey, Mom, if you're going to play Frozen, do me a fucking favor and play it right, you stupid bitch. Or maybe, maybe what she likely says is like, hey, um, don't be sarcastic and condescending to children. <laughs> I think that's probably the more likely yeah, scenario. But I was trying play. to hide yeah. the sarcasm from my voice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you're going to play, you have to play right, Beth dictated. I don't even know who these people are, I complained. They're frozen, Luke said, which helped me not at all. To be fair, that's not very helpful. <laughs> no, it's not. Who are these people? They're frozen. Or are they characters from the film Frozen? <laughs> There's other ways to put it. They're Frozen, Luke said, which helped me not at all. So you're telling me that Laura Wimsett is going to stand here and claim that she doesn't know what Frozen is? We all know what Frozen yeah. is, Lila. I mean, Laura. <laughs> Let's hope that Lila doesn't grow up to be like her grandmother. Oh, boy. I want to be just like Grandma. No. No, you don't. No, you don't. My sweet pea. My little sweet pea. If she hasn't heard about Frozen in any capacity, what has Laura been doing? Like, how, especially if you have grandchildren. Yes. Like, yeah. everyone yeah. associated with a child now has seen or knows about Frozen. I've seen it easily over ten times. Yes. Easily. I mean, everyone has, easily. Everyone has a frame of reference for it. If you've never seen the movie, mm -hmm. if you were presented with pictures of the characters without a logo, you'd be like, that's Frozen. Yeah. yeah. And yes, again, Alex, she has two grand she has three grandkids. She has three grandkids. And they love girly things. So clearly they're obsessed with Frozen from the word go. And that's been yeah. years ago. So don't fucking sit there and go, I don't even know who these people are. Shut up. <clears throat> they're frozen, Luke said, which helped me not at all. Lila, can you sing the Frozen song? 
Lila and Briley both clambered to their feet and began to twirl around the room singing, Let it go, let it go. She capitalizes let it go. So you're aware that this song exists. You can remember the name of the song. Because they sing it for her, you see. Yeah, I, if a kid, a kid sings a random song to me, I, I, don't, I don't hold that in my memory. Brad, uh, pop quiz, how many dots do you think are in this ellipses I'm looking at? Oh, fuck. <sighs> it's a choice test. You have to make a choice. And I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say four because that's the going number. It is the going rate for an ellipses these days in Owensboro, Kentucky. Messenger Inquirer. Why are we playing with a castle made out of ice and a ranger that can't fly anyway, I demanded. Aren't there any teddy bears around here? Mother, please, Luke said, rolling his eyes. You're only about 50 years behind the times. Now's when I say fuck you to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're going to say to someone, Mother, please, teddy bears are so 2009. <laughs> like, teddy, kids love stuffed animals. It's yeah. not an unfair thing to say, like, it, don't your kids it, have teddy bears? Or, like, it's teddy bears, teddy bears are an, all, an always classic. Teddy bears were never, haven't been popular no, since no. the 1915. No, yeah. There's never yeah. been, like, a huge... <laughs> specific teddy bear in the last 50 fucking years that any kid yeah. has been like I want that teddy bear. Maybe yeah. you could say build a bear revolutionized the teddy bear. <laughs> sure. But uh, in terms of branding beyond that, no. No. It's a classic. It's just it's a classic. You know, like the yeah. hoop and stick or the uh, <laughs> ball and cup or the anal bead. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But now my stubborn streak had been activated. Uh Uh-oh. While we're at it, I went on, where are the blocks and crayons? Where are the dolls that don't do anything? How come I don't see any Lincoln logs? Uh, Now, that might be a little bit behind the curve. (laughs) Oh, fucking Lincoln logs. She says, why does everything have to be connected to a movie or a television show? Uh, 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 Uh-uh-uh! Exhibit Uh A. We must go back to the opening paragraph. What did she talk about? Transformers. Mm -hmm. She bought her kids Transformers. Yeah. You're gonna like any parents really gonna sit there and go, I have defended the sanctity and purity of my child's imagination. I have never given them anything licensed, nothing branded. No, thank you. In my household, you make I mean, your the, fun. Oh, we we only had dolls that were faceless, <laughs> completely formless. They were just vaguely shaped like humans, so you could you could imagine whatever kind of person you wanted them to be, whatever gender, whatever appearance, anything. You would imbue them with your own wishes, your desires, your filthy secrets. But then I realized that was a step too far. We shouldn't put them in human <laughs> shapes. So I just gave my kids squares of clay and, let, and said, create your own worlds. But don't create anything that we can be recognized or affiliated with anything in this world. You must use your imagination. That's this, not imaginative enough. <laughs> this yellow block won't do. It reminds me too much of Spongebob. Well, I won't say it. I refuse to say it. <laughs> Briley and Lila were staring at me again. Whoops. (laughs) I knelt down and opened my arms, and they tumbled in for a hug. Come on, girls, I said. Thank goodness I see some Play-Doh. Let's go use our imaginations and create something of our own. Called it. (laughs) As my grandgirls and I began to roll out long ropes of pink and purple Play-Doh, I chose to ignore my daughter's final comment. Mom, seriously, let it go. Like, a.k.a., hey, Mom, fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're not... Oh, God. Oh, Everyone thinks they're the doing the best. Everyone involved yeah. thinks they're doing the best. Yeah. This... And as always, I do not believe her... Um, I don't I don't believe Laura's version of events at all. No, you can't. Never. Never. She doesn't She's even remember the first paragraph in her article. The fact that she steps over herself saying, What does everything have to be about a movie or TV show? Bitch, you wrote about that earlier in your own article. What are you doing? One draft whims it. One draft whims it. One draft. It's, I like to think it that, takes her a few days and that's why she forgets. It's that grandparent mentality that's so shit. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason why we talk about it in TV shows and movies. It's this idea that you fucked up your own kids or you're not satisfied with how you raised your own kids. You have, like, these guilt complexes or regrets that you're for harboring. And with the grandkids, they act like they can do so much better than their own pa- than their own children in terms of parenting. But in reality, grandparents don't do shit. Like, if the parents are regularly there and they raise the children, the, the luxury of being a grandparent is you could just swoop in and pretend like you're so much better. Like, oh, yeah. that's not what we did with you. We let you use your imaginations. Well, thank you for your 40-minute visit, Grandma. Now, why don't you leave so I can actually do the bulk of the raising of the children? Yeah. I, I don't see any building blocks. Well, fuck you. Why don't you go buy building blocks? I'm fucking trying to work up two jobs. I, see, and I don't think a lot of those things are technically related, at least from a, at least from a, I guess, a creative standpoint. Because there's a big difference in watching a movie and playing with toys from that movie and then giving someone linking logs or Legos. Like, part of the thing about creativity is having multiple sources of input for you to kind of rearrange on your own. And that does involve rich experiences, whether you're building stuff with your hands, with your fine motor skills, or watching films to kind of get the idea of stories. But the more of that stuff, the better, I think, for children. Like, yeah, let them watch all kinds of stuff. Let them play with whatever. Don't say, oh, we didn't let you watch all those television shows and you didn't have every Transformer. You're not going to be creative. Uh, Laura, I don't know if you're creative. Like, I don't know a lot of super creative people. (laughs) Like, I don't know... Like, that argument is stupid. Like, that, it's like that fucking yeah. woman that blogged on that thing that me and Brad talked about a few weeks ago. Like, my kids aren't using uh, their imagination, even though they're playing all these awesome video games and building stuff inside of them. Yeah. It's like a weird yeah. disconnect of what... Go like, play in a dumpster. Yeah, I'd love to ask <laughs> oh. that woman what she thinks creativity is, and then what's the most creative thing that she's done in her entire life. Because... Yeah. I'm sure the answer is, well, one time I did, a, like, a stamping book, or one time I wrote I wrote a whole story for my little boys. It was two pages long. Ugh. It's like, fuck you. You don't... Well, how are you an authority on being creative? <laughs> or what it's it takes to be creative? It's, pu- it's people who are frustrated and feel stymied, probably, in their creative impulses. Because I, I think Laura understands, maybe at a base level, that she's limited. And yeah. it's just this. it's this frustration where... If, if she was an accomplished artist, like, if you had a successful career in an artistic field, I don't think you would really be that concerned with your children's imaginations. No. I think you would be comfortable in your own skin and your position in life to where you would just kind of let your kids go a little bit. And kids inevitably, it's always strange when people try to rein in that sort of input where they're like, no, I don't want them watching this or th- I don't want them watching this mm-hmm. television show. They will never ever have these toys in our house ever like um a family that decides like our little girl is never gonna have a barbie just as a perfect example our little girl will never have a barbie what if she wants a barbie well then she won't get one okay fine 
I don't really think that the tipping point is as dangerous as you think it is. No. If you buy a little girl a Barbie doll or a little boy a Barbie doll, like if you're a conservative asshole who's like, no son of mine is going to play with a doll, it's the same attitude. You're drawing lines in the sand because you're bored and you're restless and you're frustrated because maybe you shouldn't have been a parent in the first place. And you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, if you want to, like, you know, create options where, like, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily expose my kid to a specific thing, um, until they, you find out what they're interested in, like, don't foist it upon them, but, like, why are you limiting their interest? I mean, creativity and all of that stuff, to make a rounded person, is about infusing multiple ideas into someone. So, if you don't want your child, I guess... Um, with the eye, like if you think that a Barbie is going to completely ruin their idea of what it means to be a woman, or like Jonathan, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. So. Oh, you turned into a penguin randomly, and that was kind of weird, at least on my <laughs> computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, the penguin actually made me lose my chance. There, it's it's back. This penguin <laughs> is staring at me, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Um, I don't know what's happening. But yes, I I don't. I mean, like the, like Jonathan said, the tipping point isn't. Just because your child plays with a Barbie doesn't mean that it's going to have its idea of the human form ruined. They'll get that idea from you, adult, or from the rest of society. Like, just give your kid all some ideas and whatever. It doesn't... Let them create their own thing. It's fine. Yeah. And you can't control it, especially when they go to school, because you could try to avoid branded entertainment all you want, but the kids at school are going to know what Frozen is. And that doesn't mean you have to buy your kid Frozen stuff, but they'll start learning about those things. And Frozen... it's a great little kids movie. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, it's 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 in the top tier of like that kind of arena. Like there's there's much worse, and I don't like it when parents or adult figures say in front of children who are very small. I don't like it when they say things like, "Ugh, this movie again. I hate this." Oh, oh yeah. This is so annoying. This is so stupid and puerile. That makes the kid feel bad. And I always think it's a little shitty to do that. Like, like if, if a kid brings you something and they're like, I want to share this with you. Like, I want to s- watch this with you or read this with you. I, adults do that sometimes. They're like, ugh, this again? What the fuck? It's like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry they didn't bring you the latest season of Mad Men. <laughs> like, wow, oh, this is the fuck worst. yeah, this kid's cool. Why does this kid want to hear the same story all the time? Because they're kids. They like routine and structure. It makes them feel safe. I really think John Hamm's performance this season is really killer. I mean, he's there's so much depth, and he's really going to a dark place. His eyes. What stories do they tell? (laughs) We'll never know. He'll probably kill himself in the finale. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but that's Laura Wimsett, guys. Fucking Laura. You know, she's just trucking along. You know? Laura, counting the days. Until her Laura, death. please borrow Frozen from your grandchildren and watch it. Watch it with them. Mm, <laughs> Take an interest what in what is. they're into. They'll be like saying, what's, it, what's an even crazier example of something that kids love now? Like, what is even crazier and bigger than Frozen? Nothing. No, nothing. Minecraft videos on YouTube. Well, yeah. That was the old hotness Brad. (laughs) Because Laura's not used to having grand boys. She's only used to having grand girls. 
So True. she's going to have to start learning. Maybe she'll get along more with the boy. Maybe he'll like horses and shitty trucks with candy wrappers in the bed of them. And I don't fucking know. <laughs> I love being with Grandma because she's messy and sticky and farts. Oh. She loves horses. <laughs> Jesus. I can't watch Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, Joe Cartwright. What are you doing? This awful fucking kid that just loves Bonanza. What Joe Cartwright learned in this episode is that sometimes a little fib can turn into a big mess. <laughs> Fuck Bonanza. Jesus Christ. Worst. Who's ready for 45 minutes of vaguely western antics? <laughs> no thanks. Mm, I'll pass. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Brad, did we... We went from the Sweet 16 party to the After Hours Elite 8 party. Yes, we did. All right, so, and everyone knows after the after party is... Uh, the hotel the final, lobby. <laughs> yeah, is the hotel lobby, or like the final countdown, or in the mm. case of March Madness, the final four. Indeed. Um, I, told, I, I disclosed before this episode, um, I was releasing the last episode last night, and I got spoiled on Facebook about March Madness. Now, normally that wouldn't matter because I wouldn't retain the information at all. It would just uh, fall through my mind like a sieve. Um, Except. Because, uh, Except. I, I learned that, uh, guys, we're never going to get our Ken Burns documentary about the Civil War between Wildcat versus Wildcat. So, <laughs> I did. I learned that one. I will say, I will say this, Brad. Um, your uh, speculations on... Obviously, in the final two, like in the actual March Madness, when it comes to its climax, mm-hmm. yes, uh, we will not get our Wildcat on Wildcat action. However, right. what you are going to be tasked with is who's going to make it into that very uh, exclusive uh, final four bracket, in which case, right. I don't think you've been spoiled by anything, per se. Oh, really? But, okay. Kinda. Like... Well, first off, there's two Wildcat teams, and even though you remembered that one of the Wildcats won or lost, mm-hmm. you don't know which one it was, right? And there I, are two I, Wildcat that teams. That is true. That is true. <laughs> All you heard was Wildcat. By the way, any sports talk I've had at work, which because people love the Final Four, or not Final Four, but March Madness, um, I've only been able to talk mascots with these people because right. I don't know the other teams. And it's gotten a little weird. Like, people give me weird looks. Like, why do you keep calling UK, like, the Wildcats? Why don't, why don't you just use its actual name? I'm like, well, why don't you fucking call them what they are? They're Wildcats. Yeah, obviously. I mean, come on. Is the mascot? They're not a coalition of uh, of uh, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Let's, come on. I'm not going to call them UK. No. That's ridiculous. Why keep calling Oklahoma, why do you keep calling Oklahoma State the Sooners? Because that's their mascot, you idiot. I thought you liked sports. Yeah, like, you got to turn know? it around on them. You got to turn it around on them. Uh, Jonathan, did you get any sports talk on the boat? Like, did you get to see any of the March Madness on the boat? Nah, they didn't play a lot of American sports. It was a lot of European international stuff. A lot of cricket and international soccer and stuff like that. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> it is always funny when the penguin pops up. It that's really is. not be funny. Jonathan, and then a penguin pops up from the <laughs> Arctic. Me, penguin. <laughs> <laughs> he's back on oh, land, uh, but he's different. <laughs> Something's <laughs> changed. I can't fly. <laughs> I like ice. <laughs> okay, penguin. Jesus. <laughs> so, Brad, Jonathan. Um, before the show, Jonathan said that he knew about as much of about sports as Brad does. 
Well, that's quite a bit. And that's uh, everything. I mean, I'm sports fact champ. You know, I'd actually, I, I, you know, I, I said that, but I, I think there's one person who knows even more about sports than I do. And who would that be? Well, it's an old friend of the show. He's sitting right next to me. Would you like to say hello? Don't tell me Adrian's been here the whole time and he hasn't said a, a thing. An hour into the show and he's just now getting on the podcast. Adrian, just, come on. He just likes to listen. Would you like to say hello, Tim? Well, hell yeah. Get him here. Of course. Oh, hello. Are you boys talking about sports? Trick question. I already know that y'all. <laughs> Adrian, it's so good to hear from you again. It's been so long. It's been a long time. I got fired. Oh, no. I was working on the cruise ship that Jonathan was on, doing her, and I got fired. So here I am. <laughs> Sorry, we were sharing earbuds. I overheard that you were talking about sports, and I started tippy tap tapping on John's shoulder. I want to be included. <laughs> Adrian, before we get into the insanity that is uh, this super exclusive four in the morning Final Four after after party... I gotta ask you a question. You worked on the cruise ship as a hairstylist? Mm-hmm. There is a salon that is connected to the spa. And you go there when you want to pay for a haircut oh. that is not very good, but it's very expensive. <laughs> and that is what I would provide for you. I sort of had to hold back on my innate skill to give you that bad haircut, but you got what you pay for. See, in my mind, given uh, what Jonathan and Brad... Uh, this we discussed earlier is that you ran a salon, a free salon, where people could just come in and get their hair cut for free. Well, in which that case, is, that's a weird feature to have on your all-exclusive Norwegian cruise. But well, long story short, I did try to earn some extra money. I saw two Filipino men in the staircase doing haircuts for ten dollars. That is a real thing that happens. And I decided to get in on that game. They did not appreciate it. We got into a fight. And I got kicked off the boat. I don't understand why they blamed me. Probably because I started it. (laughs) Oh. Well, um, Adrian, thank you for coming in for just a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Adrian, you and Brad are going to have to give me uh, your best guess, your best hopes about who is going to win these uh, these competitions to get into that final four um uh, who's gonna right, go to sleep right. early and who's gonna really stay up and party until four in the morning at this final four uh first team the fighting irish versus the wildcats hmm brian you go first i have to think Listen, here's the thing um You know, those fighting Irish, they fought their way into Sweet 16. They fought their way into the after party. But you know what? Uh, The fighting Irish at the after party, like, the fight's over, guys. You gotta calm it down. (laughs) Like, go to bed. Like, Wildcat, like, again, as we've said before a million times, Wildcats are, like, they're primed for this. And I don't feel like these... I think the fight's out. I think the fight's over. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting kicked out. They're getting kicked out of the Final Four for, for roughhousing. Mm-hmm. It, the time for the time for, for, for roughhousing is over. Like, you, you, you've got to prove yourself. And I think at the, at the end of the day, Mm-mm. 
I think you gotta realize no. that it it's the time for a grandiose uh, gestures is over. So I gotta go wildcats. See, I don't agree. I, if you heard me, I was going mm, and no and. Oh, stop it. See, here's the thing. Uh, four o'clock in the morning, that's what's known as the witching hour. And that's magic. Yes. Would you admit it? <laughs> Witches. I thought the witching hour was right. midnight. No. Mm-mm. Don't be ridiculous. Four o'clock in the morning. So who has magic? <laughs> Wildcats? I don't think so. Unless you count purring and shitting yourself magic. The Irish, they have the rainbow, they have the magic pot of gold, they have the leprechaun. They will use their magics to overcome their opponents. And that is why the fighting Irish will win. And they will get an invitation to that witching hour party. All right. I think that's a beautiful dream, but I think... I think if the Irish had the magic to defeat their opponents, their history would be a very different one. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, here's the thing. Now, Brad, you are showing your ignorance. You are wearing a mask of ignorance, and I would suggest that you take it off. See, here's the thing. The Irish can only apply their magics to others. They cannot use their magics to make their own lives better. They can only hinder the progress of others. They can only use it on other peoples. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is why the Irish have had such a hard time. Hmm. They can't. They do not live in a perfect world because they cannot make a perfect world. Who can? Who can? <laughs> Adrian, um, thank you for your so. Adrian thinks the Irish are going to win. Brad thinks the Wildcats will have it. The score was sixty-six to sixty-eight. The Wildcats destroyed the Fighting Irish. No, I don't. They think outlasted them. Right. I don't check your numbers. Do your uh, math. The Fighting Irish scored sixty-six points, and the Kentucky Wildcats scored sixty-eight. See, I'm doing that no butt style. <laughs> you remember me talking about that? Well, it's coming oh. to a head. You say that, and I say no. Uh, well, fun. Adrian, I do believe Adrian, you. I do believe you. Yeah, uh, we're playing the all facts. <laughs> That's what we're playing by. Um, okay. Oh, is that what we're playing by? <laughs> you know, facts are just what you believe versus what you heard, and also what you think. <laughs> That's what a fact is. <laughs> true. I believe I think it's true. All right, Adrian. Well, I'm going to give you first pick on this one then. Uh, and Brad, don't let this don't let this uh, sway your decision. But who do you think's going to win against? Um, I almost did it again. Who do you think's going to win against the Spartans and the Cardinals? Like who could just, who could go against the Spartans and Cardinals? No, who's going to win <laughs> the Spartans versus the Cardinals? Oh, you know, I always feel that I've had a penchant for strapping man. Ever since I was a young man myself, strapping man Spartans. It's it's very sexy and it's scintillating. It starts a fire in the loins. It inspires passion. It inspires an allegiance. An allegiance to the Spartan way of life. And I think that I would hitch myself to that wagon, especially if it meant sniffing a banana boat or two on the way to victory. Oh, and that careful. is why who can make love to a bird? What happens to a bird when you make love to it in the sun? Does it die under the weight of your own thrusting pelvis? Like a sheet of concrete against a baby's skull. I choose the Spartans. Um, Brad, uh, what are your thoughts on this I, uh, this are competition? Are you speechless? I am. What makes this all the better? 
uh, Adrian, is that, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know this, but Jonathan's video has gone away in our casting session and has been replaced with a penguin. So when oh, you were like talking about who would make love with a bird. <laughs> I love penguins. It looks like a penguin is saying all the things that you're saying, Adrian, and it's I hilarious. Like, I like penguins because they go bonk, bonk. I like that sound. I like the sound penguins make. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> Brad, thoughts? Is Brad correct in that no one will make love to a bird? Uh, what, 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 I'm sorry, what were our teams again? Can Spons you answer the question? Brad, Brad, first answer the question. Can anyone make love to a bird? True. What are your... Th um, answer that first and then tell me who do you think will win, the Spartans or the first Cardinals? First of all, no, no one should make love to a bird. Yes. That's my, that's my response. I agree. You know, it's funny because we have no way of knowing when birds began. They have evolved over countless millennia. It's very true, very true. Jonathan taught me that. He, he did teach that. Hmm. Um, Brad, so, Spartans, manly Spartans, mm -hmm. 300 against right. many versus the Cardinals. A red bird or <laughs> uh, an elite form of clergy that practice in the Catholic faith. Hmm. Oh. Listen, um, yes, birds, birds can come down from the sky and peck out eyes. We've established that. Yes. We've also established that these Spartans, like, they, like, they defeated, they defeated the Cavaliers because they're Spartan and they're tough, and the Cavaliers were a bit too cavalier. Now, my question is, how about these birds? What, what's their game? Like, now, if we're talking about some Catholic Cardinals, mm. I, I, like, I feel like, I feel like... If it comes down to Spartans versus Catholics, I feel like these Catholic Cardinals don't stand much of a chance against Spartans. Um, but if we're talking about birds, it's another issue. Never put your faith in a Catholic Cardinal. That's what I've always said. I'm speaking from first-hand experience. Also, I feel like the, these these Catholic Cardinals, I feel like they're going to see these Spartans. And I, I feel like maybe just maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Brad, I'm going to need you to make a firm choice. Mm, Don't fun. defer your choice to someone else. Oh, someone's failing the choice test. I think both of them are okay. I think either one, either one's fine. Either one's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Either no, one's that's fine. That's how you fail. Either, what? Oh, no. Um, Spartans are greasy and slippery. You can't hold them down. You can't. <laughs> I've tried. Ooh. Ooh. Um... I'm gonna go with the Spartans because they proved me wrong um, against the Cavaliers, and I'm still hurting from that. I'm still hurting from that. So I've, if I'm wrong, it's because I guess I believed in the Spartans a little too much. They prove they proved themselves to me, but can 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 they do it again? If they don't, it's theirs to lose. Quite true, uh, Adrian. Um, I made my choice. Oh, no, I was going to say get some sunscreen on because you're going to be riding some banana boats because the Spartans won 76 to 70. See, I told you, I see, go with me. Even though sometimes I'm wrong, you should believe me. I was fine with either way. Either way was fine with me. No, either that's way. not. Either way was fine. That's just not how adults work. Adults need to be able to make a decision or else you No, but either one's, either one's fine. Either one's fine. Either one's fine. Sort of digging your own grave when you don't make a choice. No, 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 but they're both okay. They're both okay. Alex, Guys, what's next? Yeah, Brad, it's your turn to go first. Uh, who's going to win the Badgers or the Wildcats? It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. Do you need to see someone? <laughs> Brad? 
Can you feel because your arm or is it numb? I want I want there to be a civil war, but do you, do you have Tylenol, Brad? You need to take some Tylenol right now. I sh- I should take something. Um, because Would you like an emergency? I don't. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think. I don't that'll feel help like me. our dreams of a civil war, Wildcat versus Wildcat. I don't think it's gonna happen because I think the Badgers are gonna take it. Adrian, thoughts, feels. I used to have a girlfriend who badgered me, and mm. I did not appreciate it because I was seventeen at the time, and I told her no one badgers me, and ever since then, I have had a predilection against the badger. So even though the Wildcats do not have the magics like the Irish do, I suppose if they were lucky enough to squeak out a victory earlier, then they could do it again. I go Wildcats. I hate to go against Brad once more, but I go with Wildcats because I cannot stand the idea of a badger. Mm-mm. Um, like a Ad- rat with a face. Yes, Adrian, I... And Don't condescend to me. No, no, I... You both... You both cast your votes. You both made a choice, which is the important part. No one's losing that. But the Badgers did defeat the Wildcats, 85 to 78. It's a weird world we live in. It really is. Um, And, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait till next year to see if we can get some Wildcat on Wildcat action. I just wanted to see a Civil War documentary done by Ken Burns about Wildcat versus Wildcat. Brother against brother. Um, slight aside, um, Jonathan asked me earlier in the show if anything had been That's going on in my, my life. That's the improv team, slight aside. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> oh, well, there's a plug for Adrian, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, uh, we went to the zoo yesterday, and I got really close to a cheetah, and it was terrifying, because cheetahs are fucking huge, and they look mean, um... Yeah, really just a random aside. Uh, large cats, like wild cats, I'm sure. I want to see that. I want to see wild cat against wild cat. Um, it's not an unfair reaction, Tara, in the face of a cheetah. It was weird. Like, I didn't realize, I didn't think I'd be afraid when a cheetah looked me in the eyes and started walking toward me, but I did. Because they're predators. I mean, come on, they're apex predators. Let's let's not get crazy about that. But, but um, yeah, thankfully there was glass. Um, in a between contest this. between a Tim Allen and an Allen Wrench, who do you think would be more popular? Hmm. Who, Allen what Wrench. do you think people would choose? Allen, Allen Wrench. Wrench. Allen Wrench is, is so much more useful. That's true. I don't like his movies, but he is more useful. Okay, guys, this is the final. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were done. No, no, th- this is the last one. It's the final four. Um, so who's going to win? Bulldogs versus the Blue Devils. Easy. Am I going for easy, he says. Look at you. Look at you. Hmm. Adrian, it's your turn to go first. I know. (laughs) Condescend to me. I'm a man. I know how to make choices. Give it to me again. (laughs) (laughs) The blue Smurfs and the blue meanies, I believe it was. Uh, The blue devils and the bulldogs. Okay, I can't take a blue devil seriously. A blue devil. What is he holding his breath? What is he, cold? He get lost on the way to Albuquerque? Wind up in Iceland? Bulldogs. Because I like the idea of a bulldog blue. I, I would think it's not because he's cold or holding his breath. It's because he made a choice. And I like a dog that knows how to make a choice. I'm a fan of Bill Cosby, now that I think about it. Uh, the bulldogs, I would go with as well, over the devils. 
Nice. Okay, you so you gotta support a dog. Don't support the devil. <laughs> uh, support the devil. Brad, thoughts, feels, or you're gonna be swayed by Adrian. You going devils or dogs? I gotta go on principle on this one. Like, listen, I've made mistakes in the past, but they've been because I was on principle. Uh, we all remember the Tar Heels incident. Hmm. Um, I stand by my decision, whether it was right or wrong. It was on principle. And bulldogs are ugly. What? <laughs> bulldogs are ugly and gross. What about a, sad- a French bulldog? What about a French bulldog? Gross. Um. <sighs> it, now, a sad devil, aw, it's sad. He's a little devil and he's sad, he's blue. He might just be aww. cold. I think he's sad. He might be holding his breath. He's singing that song um, from the Big Bird movie. Um, it's, it's just Follow it's that sad. bird. <laughs> yes. Follow that bird. Starring yes. Chevy Chase. <laughs> what song are you singing about? Are you are you referencing? I should say I'm referencing the song. The I think it is. I think it's blue. Where Big Bird is sad and there's blue lights and he's singing about how sad he is. I'm gonna cry. Yes. Now imagine a little devil doing that. It's adorable and on principle, I have to stand with a blue, a sad little devil. He's just a little sad. He's a little guy and he's just sad. Versus an ugly dog. I can never stand with an ugly dog. It's not right. Dog should be cute. Man's best friend versus evil incarnate. I um, think there is no choice, but the right choice. There, there is. There's only one choice, and that's adorable devil versus ugly dog. Listen, a devil, a devil that's sad. Like he's he's clearly he's he's dealing with some emotional issues. Whereas a bulldog, like I'm sorry, dogs shouldn't be ugly. It's just wrong. <laughs> like now, a devil that feels sad, maybe he's sad about what he's doing. So then you gotta have some respect for him. But an ugly dog, no, that's sad wrong. About, that's, sad about what he's doing. That's wrong on principle. I don't. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about the game. I care about principles. You know, for someone who spins narratives out of thin air, even I have to admit that that is a that is a vague narrative you're spinning for that blue devil. He's sad about what he has to do. I'm a devil. I Unlike humans, I can't. I, there is no choice for me. I have to be evil. Poor devil. Uh, we won? shouldn't feel too bad for the devil because the blue devils won 66 to 52 yes! against the bulldogs. It's a strange world we live in. Um, that's it. That's, that's, uh, we now know who made it into the final round, and... I was, I was hoping you'd be covering March Madness in June. (laughs) Um, I do call shenanigans on March Madness that begins in late March and goes into April. Let's rename that shit. (laughs) My art suggests sports time. (laughs) Sports time crazy. Are you ready for crazy sport time? <laughs> it's that time of the year, that vague time of the year. Um, are, if we can do one more thing really quick. Mm. Um, the final four has already been played. We and we can speculate on that, but I think it would be more fun um to see to call the championship game, which happens pretty soon, and we don't know the results of this yet. But Brad, Adrian, who do you think is going to win? Who do you speculate? as the winners between the Blue Devils and the Badgers. Um, listen, I hate those fucking Badgers because they destroyed, they destroyed my dream of a Wildcat versus Wildcat scenario. Oh, we get it. <laughs> like, I, it was all I ever wanted. It's, it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the most important I... sport event in history. Could have been. All but you've it was ever t- wanted. <laughs> it's t- it was taken, listen, I'm all about sports. Sports are what I think about morning, noon, and night. I know I all sports the sports too. facts. I love. Um, I know all the facts. Well, do you? Do yes, you? Oh. I do. Mm, you have oh. been wrong in the past. No one's questioning your credentials. I've never. I've wrong. never. I've never suggested that a bulldog could beat a blue devil. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I do not mean to get you upset if your voice is going to break <gasps> over this. Guys, guys, guys. Let's keep it simple. No. We're just talking sports. No big deal. I, Blue Devil over Badger any day of the week. Fuck those Absolutely Badgers. Not. Fuck those Badgers. That adorable little Blue Devil, he's sad. He's going to win it. I respect nothing more than principle. And though I disagree with Brad, he is acting on principle. I must act on my principle. I do not support the devil. I don't care if he is a reluctant devil. I do not care if he is a contract devil. He ate too much ice cream and has brain freeze. That's why he's blue. (laughs) Stupid devil. I do not trust him. Badgers all the way. Even though they are rats with faces. I don't like that. But I must make a choice, as do we all. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we do not know who's going to win against the Blue Devils and Badgers. I chose to stab a Filipino over a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I made my choice. (laughs) Uh, We will discuss this the next time. We'll see if Brad's... So far, Brad's been retroactively choosing who wins. Right. Granted, I mean, he doesn't watch anything before these. Um, but does his cognitive powers apply to the realm did get of the spo- future? Did get spoiled on that one. Did get spoiled on that on one. The one. But we actually skipped that game. That's why it was the one before but this. What? Yeah. But both, I thought it was... Both well, but, but I But I knew lost. who won, though. But I knew who won, so... Well, it you, doesn't really matter. If you recently, got, if you recently got it spoiled, then it was spoiled in the last game, and that would have been the, uh, I think, the Badgers versus the Wildcats. Right. I knew UK Badgers. Wild- I knew Badgers versus Wildcats. Yeah, but that was not the game that got spoiled for you. The Badgers oh. versus the Wildcats. There were Arizona versus. Oh, uh, so Wisconsin. Badgers took on the Badgers. The Badgers defeated both, both Wildcats. Wildcats, dog. Oh well, fuck them doubly. I just, <laughs> but I mean, I did know that the Badgers won, though. So. Yes. Um. So this is it. We'll see what happens next week. So badgers are completely my enemies. So yes. I support blue devils even more now. <laughs> tisk um, tisk. Brad got a little mad there. It was awesome. Wait a minute. Like, they beat both wildcats? Well, fuck That's them. just wrong. That's just wrong. Um, Alex, last time uh, you mentioned uh, um, a, a snack uh, um, March Madness that Kroger was doing that was complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't want to can... throw your employer under the bus and get you fired, but they're full of shit. Dude, I, we called them on it before <laughs> they released the bracket. We said, this is weird. Don't do this. And they did it anyway. Well, I found another snack playoff, and it's it's much more low-key. It seems to be largely uh, chips and uh, that sort of... Uh, Milieu. So there's a lot of different chips here that they're going after. Is there anything more relaxing than a chip? <laughs> they, I mean, there's well, there's there's the potato chip, there's the corn chips, there's um, cheese-based chips, and then nuts and such is the other category that takes in pretzels. That's the and... name of my other improv team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nuts and such. Oh, awesome. Can we get a suggestion of a location that might fit on this stage? Like a bathroom or a Starbucks or a Starbucks bathroom? <laughs> Killing floor. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I never so say no. <laughs> I thought I would just throw a couple of these at you guys. Um, um, tortilla chips versus blue corn chips. Hmm, I'm going to say blue corn chips because I actually prefer them now. I mean, because they... They basically are tortilla chips. It's just their color is mm-hmm. a little different, um, which makes them more novel. And it's mm-hmm. fun. I I think it's a nicer alternative. All right. All right. Adrian actually had to leave. He oh, looked what? at his phone and very, very quickly made an exit. Hmm. I, 
<clears throat> I have been listening, so I am up to date on what we are discussing. Wonderful. I would prefer I, I would prefer a tortilla chip over a blue chip. Although I don't really have a strong opinion, I guess, mm-hmm. because a mm-hmm. blue chip the flavor is not any different, right? Am I crazy yeah. to say that? No, no I, you're there's right. There's no real difference, right? So in terms of like a bracket scenario, it seems like a uh, an odd distinction to make. But I guess I'd go with well, I guess I'd go with a blue chip just because yeah, it's different. All right. Now, I, I like the way you guys are going for it, but I think you need to think about popularity. And when it came down to it, 75 to 25, tortilla chips beat the blue corn chips. Oh, yeah, I, I really should be getting in the mindset of the majority yeah. of people. Right. And, yeah, I, that does make sense. It does. But Alex and I are, you know, we're free spirits, so. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay, this is going to be a hot one. Fritos versus Bugles. Whoa. I was not expecting you to say that. Hmm. My immediate instinct is Fritos, definitely, even though I think Bugles has its fan base. Mm-hmm. I just feel that Bugles somehow is a little bit more underground and a little bit more hipster than Fritos. I would, Fritos I would, is like the, the chip of the people, I think. Yeah, okay. I would agree to that. Fritos, Fritos enjoy popularity in mass today. But I don't remember the last time I've even seen a bugle. And I know they okay. sell. I mean, I know they're still sold. But people just aren't into them. It was a, like, it was more of a fad thing. Because you can put them on your fingers. And that's about all you can do. Um, They've stuck <laughs> around for years and years and years. And I'm yeah. sure you can still get them. But you never really see them in anyone's... You know, you're not going to see them. Well, I can't remember the last time I saw a bag of Fritos in someone's house. But but here's the uh, thing. Bugles at least, would be a rarer occurrence. Yeah, but Fritos found a way to inject themselves into, I guess, snack foods. Because there's a lot of restaurants that have, like, a Frito pie. Name brand, name recognition. There's no Bugle pies. Bugle isn't, like, forcing itself into recipes, which is where they made their first mistake. Fritos are still around. And there's actually something now called a traveling taco that's gained popularity. Where you, you mean the walking uh, taco that Laura Wimsett talked about in her column? My apologies. It's called the walking taco. And instead of using tortilla chips or even blue corn chips, uh, the chip of choice is America's favorite chip, Frito, or at least the common folk. I think that Fritos would win over Bugles for that reason. So I I agree with Jonathan. Gentlemen, 72 to 27, Fritos took it. Duh. Obviously. Fritos also makes a scoops version of itself, and I like a scoopable chip. I like a chip that is also a a tool, an implement. Yeah, a bowl. it helps me to scoop. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mm-hmm. Frito. Looking out for All right. me. All right, guys. Cheese curls versus cheese puffs. What is a cheese curl? I was just about to ask the same question. I, I think I, I think we're talking like the the small Cheeto, not the puff. So it's it's a regular Cheeto versus a puff. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, Cheetos versus puffs. Gotta go Cheetos, right? Yeah, you gotta go Cheetos. We're referring to them here. Yes, uh, looking it up, the cheese curl is a slang for. um, It's also called the cheese finger, which is very. I've never heard someone call it that. Never heard. Um, And it's 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 the cheese curl. I think it's. Yeah, it's it's just a normal Cheeto, I guess. Yeah. All right, uh, gentlemen, a huge upset. Uh, Forty-seven. 52, somehow the puff took it. I can't... No way. I would need to see that game. No I just, way. I don't, oh, man. The puff is such a grosser snack because yeah. they always yeah. come in those big jars. Yeah. And you have to hold a giant jar yeah. in your lap and go, I'm having a snack. That's it's just, just disturbing. Yeah, it's too soft. It's too weird. All right. Cheetos what? thinking they're fancy because they come in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> what about pretzels? Versus crudite. Oh, uh, what's crudite? Like a uh, um, 
like uh, uh, celery sticks, uh, carrots, uh, vegetable t- tray. Gross. <laughs> what was the first oh, thing? How, how did that get thrown into the mix with everything yeah. else? That's the, weird. It's up against pretzel. Up against pretzel. pretzel oh, pretzels. Man. Look, everyone likes a, gr- a good crudite. Um, an assortment of vegetables in a tray with a little bit of dip is nice. But if you, you're going to go with... You'll chomp on a few. You'll chomp on a yeah. few of those veggies. But you'll was, eat a fuck yeah, ton of pretzels. There was a crudite today, yes, um, at the uh, Easter, I guess, lunch I went to. And it was enjoyable. But what did I do when I got home? I ate some pretzels because that's where my heart is. Pretzels win. Gentlemen, at 83 to 16, you are correct. I would have gone crudite over pretzels because pretzels... Ah. Dude, sourdough and salt? Come on. You have to think of the popularity. You said yeah. it yourself. I know. I know. That's that's not why I'm not in the in the in the snack um uh sports game. Like I don't I don't I don't play that game. You don't know all the food facts. You, I don't, you know, don't know, the, know food the food facts. facts. I can just go with my heart, and I, my heart disagrees with a lot of these. Um, here's one. No, quite, I'm not even going to ask. Uh, peanuts versus wasabi peas. These assholes go 77 peanuts versus 22 wasabi peas, and they're wrong. <laughs> wow. I just, I can't. And they're wrong. Oh. Dude, I, it's hard. They made a choice, Brad. They, 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 choice. They, they passed the choice test. Every single person who participated in this. Okay, here's the one last one. One last one that I think might be some, some conjecture here. Uh... Mixed nuts versus pork rinds. Oh, that is a little tricky, isn't it? Hmm. Think I about the think people. That, what do you think? I think pork rinds is 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 actually a lot more niche and mm-hmm. a lot more inaccessible to people than mixed nuts. And I'll tell you why. I think even someone who has bad eating habits, like a bad diet in general, I think for a lot of people, they can't really push themselves to buy pork rinds. Because there's, I think, a cultural connection to pork rinds where we understand that that is the trashiest of fucking trash. Like, that is just something rats eat. And mixed nuts (laughs) are sort of vaguely associated with health. I, I think that's ridiculous because, for the most part, they're coated in salt. But I think people will eat from a thing of mixed nuts going... I'm, I'm getting a nice intake of protein. <laughs> I ate the whole fucking thing, which means I must have lots of protein inside me right now. I'm going to go with mixed nuts. See, this is, I, it is tricky for all the reasons Jonathan said, but I, I feel that for some reason pork grinds could win against mixed nuts. I'm personally not a fan of mixed nuts. If I eat, if I eat too many nuts, I start feeling sick. Like there's some kind of weird aftertaste I start like getting after I eat a lot of nuts and I just can't eat anymore. Um, and it's like a very small amount. It doesn't happen when I eat peanut butter. It doesn't happen when I eat any other nut spread. Uh, but almonds, mixed nuts, just cashews. When I start eating a lot of nuts, and even that, like a serving of nuts, it just tastes gross to me a- afterwards. And I don't know yeah, if that's but, something but up. again, we're getting away from, like we're, we're, we're relegating it to your experience with mixed nuts. Yeah. Um, Versus the cultural perspective well, of like, and I, do and people love mixed nuts? Yes, and from my, that's one of the reasons it's hard is the fact it's like, I'm going to say that mixed nuts is going to win, um, but if I had to choose between these two since I eat them both so infrequently, I might go pork rinds for myself just because <laughs> as much as they are, it does have a huge stigma against it, I think that they taste better than mixed nuts and all. Now, if you take peanuts by themselves, great. Cashews by themselves, sure. Not a lot of them, but... And, yeah, I would choose pork rinds over that. If someone gave me the option to eat one of those two, I would say, give me a, give me a serving of pork rinds. I'll do this one time every three years. Thank you. Um, Brad, Brad, Alex is not playing this correctly. <laughs> it's, you've got to play it any way you need to. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's speculation, but I, I agree with Jonathan. Um, mixed Nuts will okay, win mixed, easily. All right, so Mixed Nuts 73 to Pork Rinds 26. Yeah, I no would one, agree, though. I, if, if I had a choice, um, not to head up on either rinds? of them. Yeah, I can eat a pork really? rind, but like Mixed Nuts, first of all, Mixed Nuts, they don't belong together. Like, don't. it's, it's, you don't. <laughs> There's, they, we have not. I don't. I don't agree with the collection of mixed nuts that we've put together. They don't work together. No, like, they don't. I give me any of those nuts on their own, fine. But together, it can't. They don't work. I don't like it. Also, um, you. I feel like pork rinds are actually probably healthier than the mixed nuts. There's so much salt on the mixed nuts. It's probably about even. I would say from I mean, a sure, sodium perspective. I would say from a sodium perspective, pork grinds may inch out a little bit over nuts yeah. because and pork just grinds barely. are fucking salty. It's, but yeah, yeah, it's not by much. But, and yeah, I just, yeah, can't. can't Every time mixed I nuts. see mixed nuts, I also think about like a bar scenario. Like they have that little bowl of mixed nuts and that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, I immediately think Jeez. gross. Now granted, yeah, I also think. Snobs over here. <laughs> mixed nuts are the uh, fiction of <laughs> snacks. <laughs> If it, was an, if it was an almond, of course, but mixed nuts, gross. Oh, a bull almond commoner. is there. Bull almonds, winner, but can't yeah. do mixed nuts. Like, almonds by themselves are good. Interesting bracket, interesting food things. I wish there was a cereal bracket. I may have to find one of those for next week, yeah, because that's, that's a bracket I could get into in a big way. This show used to be all about advice, and now it's all about brackets. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you, you guys have found a, like, a, a very... Clear new passion. <laughs> it's only for March Madness. I'm sure, of course. But then we get into April Anarchy. You're gonna have to talk about monsters. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to no, create your true. new brackets for your monsters. Yeah. Oh, goodness, there's a lot of monsters floating around these days. Defo. You're looking around as if you see them around you. <laughs> I was looking across the horizon to see if any were, you know, peeping over. They're everywhere. Guys, it is that super super special time of the week where we check in on our dear friend. Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Every time we um, go back to a sitcom, whether it be Mr. Belvedere, Perfect Strangers, Charles in Charge, Saved by the Bell, um, we like to summarize the episode in as close to a minute as possible. If, if I may, if I may try to explain this in my own way, if, and I want to see if I can get it right. Because sometimes it seems very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it's my understanding that at this point, <laughs> this, this part of the process has become a little more complicated. You still have 60 seconds you can work with. You can work yes. with 60 seconds. Now, We've never taken that away from anyone. You have 60 seconds to work with this. Yes. If you, in your summary, clock in at under 55 seconds, you're officially a chump. Am I correct? Oh, no. And you get that chump music played if you become a chump. Thankfully, no one's become a chump yet. If you're a chump, you hear... (laughs) Chump! That's that's never going to not be funny. If you land between 55 seconds and anything between 59 and 60 seconds, you win, but it's not... Much of a victory, which I think is sort of... It's a win. It's a, it's a solid, oh, it's a solid it's a win. win. No one's going to take that but away from you. You say it's solid and you say it's respectable, but there is this air of... Eh. 
Well, I mean, well, it's, it's not a jackpot. It's, not, mean, a jackpot. Yeah, it's not a jackpot. But nobody's taking you to jail either, so... <laughs> so you'll win, you'll get the Super Mario Brothers firework, and yes. you'll go home feeling good, if not great. Yeah. Now, 60 seconds, that's the sweet spot. That's the jackpot sound. Mm, yes. That's the Braveheart sound cue. Yes. Lots of sound cues here. Mm. Now, if you go over a minute, I mean, you're officially done. Oh, and you lose. You lose. If you lose, that means you get the Have You Forgotten song. Yes. Which I have told people about this song, and they don't believe me. They don't <laughs> think it exists. They're like, that That doesn't sound like the subject of an actual song. I'm like, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Apparently someone is, has forgotten. Is this yeah, children? Hey, How do they not know about this song? No, like, I mean, it was everywhere adults, when... When 9 11 happened. I'm like, the song is about the, the rebuke you should receive if you walk around with your liberal ideas about war being bad and how, you know, you may have forgotten the sacrifice that we made on that fine day. Mm. Is, that, is that a good summary of how this all works? Indeed. Great. Uh, I am prepared to do my best. I'm not going to time myself on this end. So whatever happens, it just happens. And hopefully I can do you boys proud. You guys have actually been doing so well that it seems suspicious. So many 60 seconds on the dot that it seems suspicious. Alex, Alex is far, I, I, I feel Alex has far outpaced me on hitting that one minute mark. Oh, it's, I mean, just in general, you guys have a very solid record for 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, look, at, I don't embellish anything. Brad's earned every 60 seconds that he's has. Brad is a master at this mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I think I flirt too much with disaster because I have gotten the Have You Forgotten music, and it was... It's, have you that forgotten? Bother- <laughs> oh, it's very no. upsetting. Jonathan, you've been, out, you've been out of the summary game for a while, but you're back in... Um, Please take a moment, collect your thoughts. Are you frustrated with me already? <laughs> think about what happened. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you ready for this because it's a lot of pressure. Dude, it is a lot uh, of pressure, and I don't think, think you about- appreciate the pressure. <laughs> can I? Can I ask a real quick clarification question? I just I want to mention it in the summary. Is it clearing publishers clearinghouse? That's the that's the yes. name of it. Okay, I just wanted to ask that one question. Absolutely. I know it seemed a little iffy for me to do that. I, I thank that's you for fine. Your you you can absolutely ask questions before. Now take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened. Who were the characters? What were they doing? What were they wearing? Why were they doing these things? What are their jobs? Um, <laughs> what is your job? <laughs> <laughs> um, Whatever you need to discuss this in 60 seconds without going over are ridiculously under. Are you ready? I, be- I believe, Alex, my- do you have a question or something? Well, I was going to say, Brad, do you want to put the time or do you want me to? I, I have it in my hand right Sweet. here. All right, cool. All right. And I be- Good luck, Brad. Jonathan. Good luck. <laughs> Brad, giving me a rebuking expression. <laughs> and you will be going in three Two, one, go. So this Green Acres family moves in down the street, and they're a bunch of horrific mongoloid incestuous bullies. They beat up Wesley, George, and Marsha because they feel the sidewalk belongs to them. You see, they recently won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, and they have decided to move to suburban Pittsburgh. Uh, luckily for the Owens family, Marsha comes home after a a baffling experience trying to represent her own diner as an attorney, quote-unquote. It went so poorly that she's fueled with rage, and she threatens to beat the shit out of this 
Green Acres family. They go away forever. In, in the meantime, uh, uh, Casey and uh, Kevin are dealing with Wendy and Alan. Wendy still has feelings for Kevin. Eventually, she decides that she's going to leave Alan for Kevin. And, uh, you know, it's fine in the end because he, he makes it clear yet again. I don't want to fuck you. And they go home and maybe he's going to have a relationship with Casey. The end. 58.6 <gasps> seconds. Yes, yes, nice. yes. Alan, yes. you know what I don't yes. appreciate? You know what I don't appreciate using video? A lot of head shaking. A lot of just <laughs> tense posturing of body language that I didn't need as I was trying oh. to summarize this episode. Oh, you could see that. <laughs> a lot of a lot of head shaking, like, oh, oh. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. It was, it was nervous. Too much on the... On the Green Acres family, he keeps wanting to say Grey Gardens. <laughs> Green Gardens is the place. You're right. I, I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean for that to throw you or add to your anxiety. But it was really tense because I, I wasn't timing it either. I wasn't sure what was going on. I was I thinking, mean, oh, I fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. You did a great dude. For a blind, for a blind, like, uh, time thing, really good. Real good, man. You know, for, I'm proud you know, of you. For a blind, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> for a filthy degenerate blind. <laughs> for a Mr. Magoo. For someone who wasn't looking at a clock, good job. Hello, my dear. (laughs) That's my Mr. Magoo. He's Um, fucking a coat rack. (laughs) This episode, um, I enjoyed it, but it pissed me off in so many ways. Yes. I, this show has a tendency to go places that other sitcoms wouldn't have gone at the time. And sitcoms in the here and now would not go. Mm-hmm. Mr. Belvedere can be so mean-spirited. <laughs> and I think this is an example of it at its most mean-spirited. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nasty and pretty uh, suffocating in its, its, its awfulness. I, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the specific moments. There is a very clear moment that... I was genuinely appalled by the audience's reaction to what was going on. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some stuff in this one, um, and that's that's on a different level of just how pissed off I am at these fu- the fucking assholes ruining people's lives. Um, uh, fucking lame Wendy. I fuck. She's always the worst. She really is. They, they keep her away long enough to where you think you'll never see her again, and right when you think that, right when you're in a little safety bubble, they pop it. And they go, nope, we got her back. We fucking yeah. got her back. Right when you, um, when you get excited for an episode thinking, where's this going to go? And then ding dong. <laughs> it could Hi. always be Wendy. It could Fuck. always be Wendy behind the door. Yeah. yeah. There's I, and, uh, there's a lot of things to unpack. Um, first, I want to mention this episode is season five, episode 18. The title of the episode is Really Full House. Yes. Jesus. Um, this, of course, episode uh, came on directly after Full House. Oh, did it? <laughs> well, that's insane. That's <laughs> bizarre. Um, so the episode starts with uh, Kevin and his roommate. I forget her name. Casey. Casey. Uh, coming no, back it's, from... It's, it's, it's not KC. It's Casey. <laughs> that's what I said. KC. Um, <laughs> um, that's what I said. TV. I have to watch the TV. <laughs> so they've come back from what is kind of a date... Like, they go to a movie, and I guess they kind of fool around a little bit, maybe? Like, this is really hard to understand what is innuendo and what is actual because of the way everything's presented. And also, this episode lies to us. This episode (laughs) straight up fucking lies to us on many occasions. Yeah, it does. 
Um, and um, before the show, we, we talked a little bit because we were all kind of passionate about this. Um, and I, I suggested that did they retcon or are the characters blatantly lying? I think they're fucking liars. There's got to be liars. Well, they're liars. Devin Belvedere's okay, not going to well, retcon anything. Let's make this clear. I think what you're referencing is at the top of this episode, Casey and Kevin are looking at each other and asking, do we like each other? Should we be in a relationship? And the argument here that you're putting forth, Alex and Brett, they have already moved in that direction. Yeah. Right? True. They've yes. kissed before. They've they've seemingly had relations even. Maybe. Yeah. But now they're acting like it's like this episode takes place in the past. It's like we've done a weird time jump, and this is something that we didn't see originally. It's like Chris Carter came in and wrote an episode of Mr. Belvedere and decided <laughs> nothing else fucking mattered. Um, and also, we get, like, when Lame Wendy's like, oh, yeah, nothing ever happened with Kevin and Lame Wendy. Not true at all. Not true at all. True. That's a blatant lie. That whole blatant episode lie. I wish we could erase from canon, but it happened. Do we want to jump to that moment? Because he says something very specifically. He says, we've hardly even kissed. And I was like, what the fuck is that referencing? Is that a reference to prom? Like, did you not fuck her? Did you only, like, make out with her? Then how did her underwear end up in your car? You did fuck her, Kevin. You fucked her. They talked about them having sex. There was no, like, hinting around it. They had sex in that car after prom. Yeah. It's one thing to consider that this maybe this episode. I think I like my theory that this episode is like a prequel episode to the rest of the timeline. This somehow falls in the middle of something we've already seen. That's fine. I can swallow that nonsense. But to reference the to never reference the prom episode is a straight up lie. They're yeah. lying to the people in the room, yeah. which is Alan, uh, Wendy's husband, and Casey. They're they're lying for the sake of. Revisionist history. And while we're just listing grievances, um, I want to talk about Alan, her husband. Um, this asshole, his name's Walter, uh, the actor, and right. um, he is a fuck. You want to talk about liars? This dude is the fucking scum of the earth. There's actually an episode of this podcast named after him, um, <laughs> which is something that I think is rare. Um, well, where is it? Where is it? Um, let me find this real quick. Um, because this, he's a straight up con man. Oh, yeah. Episode 203, uh, Ramjack and the generic, ill-defined, secret Mexican injection uh, stratagem um, is completely just making fun of that fucker um, because he was on Twin Peaks. Uh, he played uh, Jacques Renault. Um, he was a really creepy bastard. Possibly, he's theoretically, supposedly, had some sort of medical issues. Um, he, he has difficulty walking now. It's very upsetting. I believe he probably had some sort of medical issues at one time. I don't know the specifics. I don't know the severity. But he's also um, been involved in a lot of pyramid schemes and a lot of weird, shifty, multi-level marketing bullshit. Um, But his main game for the past, I don't know, five years seems to be begging for money on the internet. Um, in varying ways, and uh, he's pulling, been pulling this racket. He's pulled a lot. He's done a lot of Kickstarters and Indiegogos and all that shit to raise money so he can get back to acting, which is his passion. Um, he never specifically says what's wrong, but he needs these Mexican injections that aren't uh, allowed in the U.S. And uh, he won't admit. He won't say what, why, what they are, how it works. But they're fighting an infection that he has. He has an infection in his legs um, that he needs these secret injections for. And f- at first, I was like, you know, maybe this guy's getting scammed. You know, there's a lot of people that take advantage of you know people with medical issues and give them fake medical treatments. Yeah. Um, and so for a while, I was just kind of like, when he he w- he actually was in our Twin Peaks podcast Facebook group. And oh wow! So you know yeah. this guy? 
Yeah. And Dude, he's how he's, is he not on the show so we can talk to him about being on Belvedere? I I, I talked to Claire. I, I was how like, hey, Claire, do you, think I should, do you think I should interview him? Uh, and But we were like, no, because he'll just ask for money and be an asshole. Um, he, he just kept posting this, hey, guys, I'm trying to raise money to get back to acting and all this shit. And he, he's done like five Indiegogo campaigns now. He's he's raised uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars off of his fans um, with his sob story. And every time it's like, oh, I'm, I'm about to be back to acting. I just need one more set of injections and I'll be good to go. When asked more specifically about this, he's like, well, I, he won't give specifics. He won't say what these injections are, where he has to go, what the problem are. It's oh shifty God. as fuck. That is shifty as fuck. And it got people to the point so where... so stupid. I can't believe people have given this much money. It's it's awful. And it got to the point where, like, I... Because, like, I don't allow fucking spam in my Facebook groups. I don't care who they're coming from. So I would just... He would post them and I would just delete them. Because I'm like... I And I, I everybody else, you know, um, doing the podcast, I was like, hey, guys... This is a weird scenario. You know, normally I would delete this stuff. I just want to let you, you know, check with you guys because he's an actor on the show. It's a sob story. I feel weird about this. Uh, but just giving you guys a heads up. I mean, we're all like, yeah, yeah, we need to delete this stuff because, you know, no soliciting in our fucking group. You should at least ask first. Yeah, that's, no, yeah. He, um, you know he's doing it in, in so many Twin Peaks groups. Yeah, he, and like, certainly. he's... Yeah, and he's, he does all kinds of shit, and he scammed so many fucking people out of money for this bullshit. That, and so it got to the point where um, I, you know, um, me and Matt asked him a couple of you know questions, like, hey, because we just wanted to make sure that he wasn't getting scammed for a second, even though he had said so many conflicting and shifty things. We felt pretty confident at this point that all right, we're not. This guy's a fucking scam artist, but there was still a chance that maybe he was being scammed. So we gave him the benefit of the doubt, and we asked him. And he fucking just iced us out, wouldn't answer questions, got like, bi- got really like bitchy about it, and then just stopped responding. So we kicked him the fuck out. Um, As you should have. Yeah. Well so, um, uh, this fucking guy is a nightmare. He's a, he's an asshole. Um, he, he'll like insinuate himself into other people's shit. Like Claire posted something on Facebook. Um, she was talking about some, you know, she had like a bad day, and she was talking about that. And then he messages her. And he's like, "Oh, hey, if you ever want to talk about it, here's my number. Feel free to give me a call." And you know, I've been through a lot of things too, and blah blah blah. And then he oh, started no. fucking going after no. money again. Like he not cool. If there's an opportunity for this fucker to beg money off people, he will take it. He's a terrible human being, um, so just beware. Uh, fuck Jacques Renault, Walter Antiquitz, or whatever his name is. So, those are my grievances up front. Well, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, I think that's perfectly fair. I think we can, uh, do you want to just jump back to that first scene again? Yes, let's jump into the scene and talk about the fact that... I'm, I'm afraid we may never see Casey again. I hope we do. Hope but we, we do. really see the gamut of how Casey can go from wearing the worst outfits to being super foxy. <laughs> Casey is actively unattractive in this episode, especially at the beginning. There are moments where she has eye makeup effects going on that are really distracting. Mm-hmm. She looks much mm-hmm. older in some shots than her age yeah. is supposed to be, I think. It, it's it's very distracting. She is she is almost aggressively unattractive in this episode. Yeah, because but in yeah, the first scene, she almost has like a mom look going. Yeah, it's and, weird. And until 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 a wardrobe mm-hmm. change. Defo. Well, she is laughably unappealing because she's very marmish and she's very scolding to Kevin, and it's not funny. This show seems to think that a lot of stuff is funny when it's really just kind of sad and dispiriting. Yeah, yeah. she she's putting Kevin off because. Kevin says he wants to be in a relationship 
when really it's clear that the jokes they give Kevin insinuate that he just wants to get laid. It's, I, I feel like I mean, Kevin yeah. doesn't know the difference. And no. if you think back to that uh, um, almost date rape episode, um, it, it's, it paints a terrifying picture of the 80s and of Kevin in general. Well, it, con- it confuses the audience because, again, we assume that him and Casey were already in a relationship, like having yeah. sex. like They were playing house. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, and this is a prequel episode. That's why I, it's the only thing that makes it's, sense to me. I think yeah. it's hilarious if that's, if that's something we can go with. So if there's an episode, either next episode or a few episodes later, where Casey comes back into mm-hmm. his life, which we hope, we assume, then we know they were aired out of order. We it's possible because sure. there's still that Porsche issue because Marsh is carpooling oh, in this episode, Lord. and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> So anyway, it, it, so in that first scene, does she, d- it, as early as that, does she say, "All right, I'm going to have sex with you"? No, no. Um, and this this one ends. Uh, Kevin talks about how she was flirting with him because she picked up a piece of popcorn off his knee and ate it. Um, and he's like, "Hey, hey you grabbed my milk duds too." And then terrible. He looks yeah. like he has a crazy receding hairline in this episode. Like Rockstar's hair is just too tall and too mm-hmm. pushed back. It looks like he is going bald. Slowly. Well, he's he's, pu- he's pushed it back into the mud. He's he's, uh, he's oh. diverted all hair to the mullet. It's <laughs> yeah, terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> he's diverted all hair to the mullet. He looks more and more like George. Like <laughs> oh. I don't know why it is, but when he first came into the scene when they were in the hallway coming back to their apartment, I thought, holy fuck! Like they're giving him bad direction. Like act more like your your dad. Act more like George. Nope. Yeah. That's not a good choice to make. Boy. So after she gives him the brush off, do we cut to the Owens? This is yes. still before the theme song. Yes, we're now we're at the Owens kitchen. Wesley comes in wearing a turtleneck, and he's not feeling well. Um, he he has he has swollen lymph nodes, also known as limes that he has tucked into the neck of his turtleneck. Yeah, um, this turtleneck, by the way, is the tallest, craziest turtleneck, but the sleeves are bizarrely short. <laughs> Oh, that I did not notice. It's strange. Like, that's not even just, like, rolled up on, like, rolled no. up your arm. That's, they that's end their, yeah. at <laughs> your forearm. It's very weird. Like, why is this so tall on the neck? But, like, here you're, like, cut off. Like, I don't, how they do you? took that fabric and they made a really luxurious neck. Listen to what yeah. we do, guys. Uh, we, we move, we move, we divert hair from the front to the mullet. We divert uh, sleeves to the neck. It's like everything just works on a weird uh, uh, moving basis. I, I feel like <laughs> from, this ep- from this scene onward, Mr. Belvedere might as well look into the camera and go, I don't give a fuck about these people. <laughs> I actively aggressively make fun of their situations. I don't give a shit if these people get murdered in their sleep. Mr. Belvedere used to be a character who dispensed wisdom, personal anecdotes, and advice to the benefit of the family. Yeah. In season five, he is just pointing and laughing at them. Like, you are fucking shitheads, and I hope that you fucking get what you deserve. It's this is an episode that, like, uh, they really... There's there's very little Belvedere, and I feel like when you have a Belvedere light episode, when he's not one of the major plots, they do kind of relegate him just to being, like, sort of a, a snide asshole in the background. Oh, yeah. He doesn't say a nice thing to Wesley. No. Like, Wesley explains that he's being threatened by this new kid who's in the neighborhood, and even later on, when he has physical harm come to him... Belvedere's like, that's fucking hilarious. I hope yeah. he beats the shit out of you again. I <laughs> yeah. fucking hate you. 
It's so crazy. And yeah, and Wesley, of course, doesn't want to go to school. Uh, George is like, well, fuck it. You got to go to school, kid. Um, Marcia gets picked up um, by the carpool, her carpool pals to go to the fucking diner. She's in the diner outfit. Yeah. Hmm. This is so. the episode where it all sort of comes to a head because she's playing both parts. Like, because later she'll play attorney, and you're like, no, bitch, you can't have attorney be your hobby. But, and you can't just be a, an attorney on the side while you're being a fucking waitress by day. Why isn't she taking the Porsche? Like, that's her whole thing. She likes driving her Porsche. So, she, so like, she has other people, like, that clearly didn't have the money for a Porsche carpooling. Um... She makes them drive her around. It's just not... It's No, if you have a Porsche, if you can afford a Porsche and a fucking servant, you don't you don't make other people come pick you up for work. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is the convention that Belvedere is paid a salary? If, if, if only a small salary? Yes. Okay, sometimes I wonder if the convention is that he's getting room and board, and that's it. No, because there's enough mention to pay. Like, because there's enough jokes about him, like, getting paid late, or his salary's gonna be late, or he's not getting paid, or he wants a raise. Like, God, what a miserable situation. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever Mr. Belvedere has cooking in his brain, something is going on. Like, he's getting something out of this that is beyond money. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's some sort of, like, visceral, creepy pleasure. <laughs> Like, I'm watching the American family implode. <laughs> so weird. So, yeah, we established that he goes... So Wesley goes off to school. How do we get into the theme song? Um, it's... Uh, I think it's... Uh, he's, Wesley's basically like, uh, All right, if I don't come back and... If I'm not back by three, uh, send a search party. And Belvedere says, I'll change the locks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Die. on the china. Yeah, it's I immediately. I gets slit and warm loopies rain down upon the sidewalk. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, so Christ. after that uh, terror, uh, we cut back to Kevin's place and Casey's uh, just coming out of the shower and mm. uh, she may have left him some cold water. <laughs> He's such an asshole to her. He really is. <laughs> and all because yeah. she won't fuck him. It's so yeah. clear that it's like, you won't fuck me? Well, then I'm going to treat you like shit. Fuck your choices, woman. Yeah. <laughs> It's an uncomfortable... It is. It's, like, it's a time. Because, yeah. like... It, it, like, he, doesn't... He calls her something. He calls her... What is it? A popcorn tease in the opener? Oh, uh, God. A snack tease or something. Snack tease. Snack like, tease. Oh, yeah, listen. snack ends with CK. Like, it's so clearly designed to be yeah. right in line with it. But like, Kevin... Come on. Kevin should know better at this point because of everything that's come before this. Like, he... The whole rape episode where he almost raped that girl. That happened. Listen, if 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 Kevin Owens were a, uh, a young man today, um, he would be very serious about uh, ethics and games journalism. Oh I'm yeah, pretty he sure. would. He would be Gamergate, one hundred percent, on the forefront. It's such a TV convention or a movie convention for a guy to be consumed with one woman's attention and wanting yeah. to get that attention. But it, it's impossible to read that as anything but unhealthy now. Yeah, because like Kevin, for God's sake, you've had sex before. Why is why? Is sex still to Kevin this unattainable end all be all treasure like he needs to have it he has to have it and if Casey doesn't give it to him he has no other options he's just rendered impotent this <laughs> this crazy. is a, so stupid this is a guy who was basically the Belvedere to a sorority to where yep. every girl yeah. in the sorority was having sex with him. Yeah. And yet he's... immigrant cafeteria worker. Yeah. <laughs> or the, sh- the kitchen staff. Yeah. And yet he's like, you know what? I just don't know. Casey, like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? 
Casey, Casey's attractive is like crazy attractive for like 10 minutes out of every day. She's like a werewolf. I don't know what's happening. Um, but most of the time, yeah, she's, she's pretty bland. Um, also like, like she's like a blue collar worker. <laughs> like Kevin, you're in college. You can meet like all kinds of girls. Like what, like why are, what are you doing? <laughs> Ugh. This show never needed some sort of stupid riff on a moonlighting plot. Like they, it didn't huh. need a will they, won't they? It's a family sitcom. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no need for a will they, won't they on the side. It's so stupidly well, distracting. Beyond the earlier will they, won't they being will George and Marsha stay together? Uh, well, <laughs> which that was which more they, fascinating. Yes, it was yeah. because we weren't sure until they took it to pushed it. To the forefront, and you're like, wow, maybe they did write all these episodes to kind of build to this divorce episode. <laughs> it didn't happen, but we were there. Like, there is no will, they won't, they, Casey and uh, Kevin, because to this point, we've thought they will, we, they were. Yeah, they I will, they I, won't, I, they lasted an episode. I really hope um, that you're right, and this is like some weird out of place episode. It has and to be. And that Casey comes back, because I really felt like this was like we're getting rid of Casey, and this is Casey's last episode. Which would suck, and is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, considering the ending, it, it I can see why you would fear that, because her exit, ultimately, from this episode is pretty rock solid. Yeah. And it's, it's also unsatisfying. Yeah. Like, I don't want... Casey was in the, the, the Cinderella episode of Mr. Belvedere. She can't yes. go out like that. Seriously. It's like if Savvy Angela never came back. Heather, I'm oh. moving away to wash I'm moving away to oh, Oregon. That would be very And she's like, strange. bye. And then she just kinda sits on the couch and waits, and then it's over. And Belvedere says, And so the little bitch who keeps calling me the wrong name <laughs> finally went to Oregon. But the joke's on her. <laughs> if if Angela moved away and Heather was depressed about it, Belvedere would look her right in the eye and go, What's the matter, you little bitch? Are you crying about your little buddy? <laughs> Belvedere Guess- comes in with the cake and is like, she's finally gone. Let's celebrate. This cake's for me, not you. Can, can, we, not joke, can we not please not joke about Savvy Angela going away? Dude, Savvy's not going anywhere. Please she's in for the long haul. Please don't say that. Those words Let, hurt. Savvy's let's been get back in the chronology. S- Go ahead. Yes. I'm uh, sorry. So Casey walks back into the room the next morning, right? And she's like, hey, I thought about it. And now I do want to have sex with you, like, it's so because she's like, I feel really bad. I guess I have been a tease. Like what? <laughs> I what give you what you want? I mean, you <laughs> you did earn it somehow. Yeah. Well, see, I thought um, it sounded when she first came in there. She said something about you know what what we have what have we been doing here? I guess maybe we are maybe we should be in a relationship. To which Kevin assumes yes, let's have sex now. But she's yeah. it's more like she's like, look, let's stop kidding ourselves. We're in we're in a relationship right now. We live together. I helped uh, I helped <laughs> keep your family in check for like a week. I mean, we've been through a lot. We are this is something. No. It's not just you know friends with benefits anymore. Yeah, it, it's it's wheel spinning at best. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you're right. Her her saying, what are we doing here? Maybe maybe I. Maybe I should fess up and admit that we have something here. As a pu- but the show spinning its wheels is just silly. Like, yeah, we didn't need this whole conversation. We could have had just an episode where Kevin is dating Casey and Wendy and Alan show up and Wendy tries to break them up. There, there's, no, there's no moment where Kevin goes, Hey, I'm trying to date Casey right now. I'm in a relationship with her. They never stand together and unify as a couple throughout this episode. Yeah. It, it's, it's all over the map. I mean, lazy writing, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's dispiriting nonetheless. Uh, so she says, "I'll go get into something more comfortable." She gives him like a big wet smacker. Yeah. She leaves the room, presumably so Kevin can. He starts talking to himself like, "Yeah, great. I can call into work, and so and so can do this, and then we can just stay in bed and get cozy all fucking day." Yeah. It's it like it, uh, also we learn right now that Casey may be deaf. Yeah, um, because yes, there yes. are a lot of moments with people saying things that Casey seemingly just doesn't hear, even when Casey's in the room. <laughs> I like, I mean, I know sitcom conventions, but I feel like it's a little over the top because Kevin is screaming. Oh, it'll, also... it'll get even kookier in a minute. Mm-hmm. Does this mean that Kevin talks to himself all the time, and it's such <laughs> a regular occurrence that Casey just tunes it out? Like, fuck, he's talking to himself again, and he just what assumes that. Um, uh, I the one woman we hate. What's her name? Wendy. Wendy. Lane. Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> that it's just voices that Kevin does. It's like he's doing his voices again. <laughs> oh no. That's why oh, she's surprised. Here's, here's something else that Kevin assumes. He assumes that Casey will want to have sex on the couch. Hey, Kevin. She has the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. She'll want to have sex on the bed. Yeah. Where you pull out couch, you stupid. Yeah, and you pre- you've presumably slept in that bed with her for months. And that couch is rank. You're not going to tell me that couch isn't no. rank. For yeah, that sort of rolling around on it in his funk all night. Not yeah, only him, but the goat that shit. used to live there. I mean, this apartment uh, needs to be clean head to toe. You know that's true. The bedroom the bedroom may be worse because of the goat. <laughs> I mean, Casey prefers it, and you know that if she didn't like it, she'd make Kevin go in there. True. That yeah. is a true. She's an alpha female, which is a bad thing. <laughs> she should she should succumb to the needs of a man. So um, yeah, there's Kevin. A ring at, there's a ring at the at the door. Yeah. Well, I will say when he says we're gonna live all, he'll he says that yeah they're gonna have sex all week, and he says they'll live on love. Gross. Uh-huh. There's something about yeah. that, just like ugh. Uh, oh, no. it's so gross. It's bad. Ding dong. And then there's a loud doorbell that Casey can't hear because she's no. deaf. Well, again, it's it's Kevin working on something. Like it's oh, Kevin's true, making true. those sounds again. Like Kevin, when Kevin is left alone, he just turns into Dave Coulier. Oh God, <laughs> cut it out. Oh. Um, Jonathan, I know you know this at this point. I know Brad does too. But can we talk about Netflix bringing Full House back? Uh, I mean, yeah, we talked about we did a recording today where we referenced it. Hopefully, I'll be able to release it in tonight. But yeah, Fuller House seems like a very strange project for a very strange time we're living in. It really is. Um, well, we're bringing back Coach. Fuck really? no. Fuck that. Really? Yeah, Coach is coming back, guys. What the Coach? fuck is Coach's sequel show going to be called? I don't know. More Coach? Coach I guess. Again? So yeah, Coach is coming back. X Files is coming back. Twin Peaks is coming back. Like. I actually think I saw something on Twitter today that the Twin Peaks thing is off. That Showtime, like, pulled the yeah, plug or something? I, I saw something. I haven't, like, fully delved in, but I think, yeah, it may be off, but that wouldn't surprise me because David Lynch is a crazy person. X-Files is one thing because now it could have some sort of production value that would make it, like, actually a more aesthetically cool show. And they could maybe oh, yeah. tell some good stories. Mm-hmm. But sitcoms, like, multi-camera sitcoms yeah. do not need follow-ups. Girl Meets World is a weird show to me because it's very in-joke heavy from what I've been told. It references the original show, which kids don't know. It's supposed to be a show for kids of today as mm-hmm. well. You can't do both. And it's, that's what Fuller House is going to try to do, I think. The, the the Girl Meets World thing weirded me out because, like, Boy Meets World was just past my time. And I was like, oh, the fucking, this fucking show. Like, this is for, this is for people younger than me. And, like, did that, the fact that that's come back, it weirds me out. 
It should. Yeah, and Boy Meets World is the show that, you know how some people are like bizarre full house fans? Mm-hmm. Like, Boy Meets World for me is like, that's the show that's close to my heart. And I know that it's not, mm-hmm. I know that it's not rock solid television, but I do feel it's better, much better than a full house or most of the stuff that was airing at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will say that nostalgia can get really twisted and fucked up because I don't, we were talking about it just because you liked it as a kid you're watching it now and you don't see it any differently yeah. really you don't watch Full House now and look at it any differently you're still a nine year old kid on the couch with your mommy and your daddy eating pizza so That's weird, weird. So I don't weird. think you've grown that, is that weird. much here's why I would watch Fuller House if it was basically Wonder Chosen if it, if it had the fucked up sensibility of a Wonder Chosen and it was just beyond screwed up, yes, mm-hmm. I, I, you've got me. You have to. But what I, I see a show about DJ and Kimmy living in a house with their children. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. stupid. <laughs> um, what I want is I want uh, Michelle to still be played by both actresses. <laughs> But I yes. want it. I want it never addressed. Like it's obviously two different people, but the <laughs> show characters. Outfits. Yeah, the show characters never notice. It's just something that we have. I also want the first scene in the new uh, episode to be the gravestone of a comet, and they pan away from it. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> because that tells you know us that dog is long dead. <laughs> yeah, because the dog is dead at this point. But like maybe what its puppies Mickey have Alex? survived. What about Nikki and Alex, the blonde boy twins? They're back. That Becky and Jesse have. Are they going to be like hot, like twenty year olds? Like, what's going to be going on in this? So it's so crazy. I really hope they age well. So crazy. There's no way that Nikki and Alex are going to be played by those same kids. If they got them, I'm on board. If they dug those two out of the dirt to do another, (laughs) the woman who played Kimmy, are you fucking kidding me? She hasn't done any work. What has she been doing? Don't put her in front of a camera. Don't do that to her. It's embarrassing. <laughs> if she had wanted to work, she would have worked. Do you think... I also want a scene where, like, one of the Michelles finds, like, a lot of, <laughs> of Joey's old stuff. Like, she finds that squirrel puppet. She's like, oh. And the next scene is her burning all of it in the backyard. Because <laughs> fuck that little uh, squirrel puppet that liked nuts or whatever. I, I'm, I, watching the, I'm watching the Golden Girls right now, like, through the seasons. And the Golden Girls is great because yeah. it's just characters with very specific personality types and you just let them loose. It's a little creaky with this, the plots from episode to episode, but you can rely on those characters. It's bad enough when a show like the Golden Girls spins off to make the Golden Palace and then spins off again to make Empty Nest, which then creates another show called Nurses. And Sophia appears on all of them. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I used to watch some Empty Nest. Well, I watched all of them. I even watched Golden Palace when that happened. Ugh. Um, Empty I mean, Nest was... bad enough. Yeah. And what, yeah, what, was Empty Nest okay? Yeah, Empty Nest was... Yeah, Empty Nest was the first spinoff, and it was yeah. it was solid. Um, um, I had no idea Nurses even existed. That's yeah, I remember Nurses. the beaten path. Nurses... It was... Because Nurses... Nurses became more, like, soap opery. It, it became more serious. Oh. Hmm. Um, it was still, like, a sitcom, but it, it took, like, a more... You were getting into the drums of all these women... Was it multi-camera? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I just love that Sophia was on all of them. But that's that's bad enough. But now we're living in this area where we don't do spin-offs anymore. We just resurrect shows that never that never should have that done to them. Well, I mean, it's all I, it's all uh, it's all about money. Oh, cuz it's so much easier just to like, "Oh yeah, I remember that thing. Um, we'll just make some more of it and it already has an audience. We don't have to do as much advertising. We don't have to create you don't have to know what this new thing is because nobody watches anything. You know, nobody's watching television. Right. You have to you 
but if I know that, oh, there's more X-Files, I know there's more Full House, I can just, you know, get that. I don't have to, like, learn about it. Like, because what's a new show that anybody's watching that's, there's not, there's nothing new that's being created that's not something else. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we're running out of the big staples slowly but surely, like, you know, Mad Men's wrapping up, and uh, those shows tend to come to an end. It's one thing if it's serialized storytelling, but Full House and shows like Full House were never meant to be serialized. No. There is no real, like, Mr. Belvedere does a fine job, for the most part, of continuity and referencing Mm -hmm. old jokes and old characters, but it's not like Twin Peaks. It's yeah. not like X Files. There's no mythology, well, and that's why you follow up and that's and you create more. And that's yeah, that's why. And what that's why they're bringing them all back because you can't make new sitcoms. Like no. they're they all fail because why? Right. Why we we've seen them all. We don't. It's it's impossible. Like why would you get invested in a new sitcom? Like I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, that's like the one, and that's only because I knew that Chelsea Peretti was going to be on it, and I was like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, I I. Fuller House is going to be... I don't think they're going to make anything more than those 13 episodes. I don't foresee it being... No. It'll be a blip on the cultural radar for a day mm-hmm. when it comes out, and then everyone will move on. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. what how rude is not going to do. We're not reviewing all 13 episodes. What, Jonathan? We're gonna, yes, you are, I think Jonathan. Our, uh, no, we're not. Uh, not to. individually. Not individually. Okay. We'll watch the show, and then I think do some sort of episode where we're like, okay, we watched it. Let's talk. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll marathon them. There you go. And then do it right after that. But I cannot... There's 192 episodes of Full House to begin with. I can't do 13 more. I can't. Listen, as a person that's that's almost through the season five of Belvedere, if I could have more, if I could just have some more, please. I'm running out. season six, and it's going to be even crazier. Oh, yeah. But then it's going to be over. I suppose. (laughs) It's going to be over. If they can't... Let's get back into this. If they can't, what? uh, If they can't make, like, a super realistic... Uh, computer-generated version of Mr. Belvedere, like to bring it back. I would be fine with an animated series with a really nice style. <laughs> That's how much I want. What's Belvedere happening? Back. What's happening on television is what me and Alex have been um, threatening to do on the Nights Network for years. <laughs> We're bringing them all back. Everything's back. Do, why don't people just do remakes? You know, movies are obsessed with remakes. Just do Full House. Do mm-hmm. the exact same premise, but like have it be. Good. New actors, new characters, and just have the premise be the same. Because then you have an option to to compare them and realize that you hate it. Whereas if you just give more of the old shit, it's it those people that it, aren't willing to question it will just take it. Very forgiving, but it's true. not the old shit. That comparison game is going to be done either way. You know what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fans, that that comparison game is going to be happening no matter what. And it's not going to be the same because it's going to be this weird mutated version. I think mm-hmm. the premise of Full House isn't that bad. I think what, what was the other example I was just thinking of? Um, you could like I don't know the the Golden Girls. You you could tell I could see someone trying to get away with that. Like let's do a Golden Girls reboot where mm-hmm. it's just three old ladies and there's they have a mother for one of them and they're just sassy. Let's see if we can do that again and have it be any good. I actually mm-hmm. I don't know why I respect that idea more than a sequel show. Coach two. Jesus Christ. No, that's not that about you still. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Read um, my so, lips. Yeah, let's jump back into that. So, uh, yeah, the door opens, and it's fucking lame Wendy and her con man husband. Yes. Um, uh, it's Wendy and Alan 
Wendy is unpleasant to me. Um, yes. I, I hate to say this because of what, especially of what I'm going to say later, mm-hmm. but they actively and aggressively make Wendy very unattractive, I think. Yes. And it's unfair to the actress, and it's unfair to me because I, <laughs> I'm not blaming the show necessarily, but I find myself getting into this headspace of, God, I hate Wendy. She's like, I keep thinking like these sexist thoughts of like, Oh, she's her, she's repellent, mm-hmm. and her personality is what's the worst. But then it's the fact that they make her look like shit too. Yeah, well, it, the it thing makes is, me mad that they make her look like shit on top of making her be the worst character in the world. Because the thing is, she used to be a pathetic sad sack, and that's what we hated her for. She was a straight up Debbie Downer situation, like just like oh well, I'm just so ugly, no one will ever love me. And it was like oh, you're just you're passive aggressive and a douche. But now that they've married her off and they're bringing her back, now they're just making her more gross than she was before because you can't just have her be sad even though they do end up going that way and in a really fucked up way. (laughs) (laughs) They make her a villain. Yeah. Like, like, at this point, she's a villain. She absolutely is. Like, she's she's all of the worst things we assumed about Lame Wendy. God, I got, uh, I got so mad when, they, when she came through that door. Oh, uh, I, like, I, so I, I, can't, I can't, I could not believe that they brought her back. She, she's monstrous. Like, the decisions she makes, the things she says to people to manipulate them, and she doesn't care. I, fe- I felt so bad for the character of Alan mm-hmm. throughout this episode. Yeah. Because she, she really does does treat him like absolute garbage. Yeah. Um so the reason she's here, she her guys or her um what scheme. Her, her scheming scheme. is the her con. Her con um is that I'm so sorry. Um I came here to visit my parents, but oh no, we have no hotel. All the places are booked. And you said when you came to our wedding that we could come over to your house anytime we wanted and just crash, right? Um, did she say that? Because Kevin didn't live on his own at the time. No, so, when did this conversation happen? All of this is bullshit, because... How does she know where he lives? Oh. And Alan, to be fair, is an oaf who's just so oblivious and goofy, and all they write him to only care about food, basically. Yeah. Like, he's too busy stuffing his face to even realize what's going on, and he's like, yeah, we can crash here, out of my way, and ha ha ha. Which, this even though... Great. Yeah, even though we've we've established him, he's like an entomologist, like he studies insects, which is supposed to be like, oh, that's weird and gross. But that does mean that he has a skill set and like has a profession and is academic in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Brad, what it comes down to is, but Brad, he's fat. Don't you yeah, get it? Like it's... he's so sweaty and fat. Uh, Who would ever ever grant him even a shred of dignity? It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> He likes to eat pizza. What the fuck is wrong with him? What a fat fuck. <laughs> and the audience is just loving it. Yeah. I, it's so they come in and Kevin's like, fuck, Wendy, this is not cool. And then um, Casey rolls in and says, hey, Kevin, what's up? Now she's in some sort of nighty. She's, um, I mean, let's be honest. She's looking good. She doesn't look like super a mom foxy. so much right yeah. now. It's and like it's her, it's it's her, it's her it's her werewolf ten minutes of being super foxy. She realizes that oh shit, those voices weren't just you talking to yourself and working on your your stories as you call them. Um, there are real people here. Oh my god! So she runs across the room uh, <laughs> yes. and hides the behind blocking, Kevin. The blocking for this is insulting. It is. Yes, she enters really the room, is. doesn't see the two other people in the room, strikes a pose, and then she has to have Kevin point them out, basically. And you're right. She runs across Ugh. the room, and she's yeah. going, "Oh, it's like martial level acting." Yeah, it really is. Like I'm in a French farce. 
Ugh. I mean, th she goes to hide behind Kevin when she could have just s taken one step back into the bedroom and closed the door. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been that uh, easy. It, it cuts It cuts to, like, like we fade into the same shot of the living room, and she enters wearing her, her granny robe, uh -huh. which is, like, a slight against Kevin. Like, how dare you not wear your lingerie? Yeah. What, am I being punished for some reason, you woman? It's awful. Yeah, because now, now, now that she has to share the bed with him, because fucking lame Wendy and her husband Alan have taken her bed. Now that she has to sp spend the night with him, she doesn't want to. Well, yeah. Oh my God, that is the clearest. She literally says, "When I wanted to, I was all for it, but now I don't want to, so we're not going to." And Kevin's like, "That's infuriating. You don't yeah. want to, so you won't. What the fuck?" <laughs> Uh, he loathes her in that moment. How dare you deny me my it's, fuck? It's so it's so bad. And um, uh, so they they have a little bit of an argument. And then lame Wendy comes in. Oh, I'm just getting a midnight snack for me and Alan. Don't don't pay any attention. It'll be like I'm not here. And she's like got like a meat carver. Is she oh. taking their food? That's of not their food. That's that's <sighs> Casey and Kevin's fucking food. You yeah. selfish bitch. She is the worst. It's, the next it's, morning, she is she's cooking breakfast, and she goes, "Hey, Kevin." Oh, we're I not there yet. You. Oh, we're not there yet. Well, doesn't she oh. take like half a fucking cheesecake out of the refrigerator? Yes. Gross as fuck. Yeah, it's it's insane. I'm sorry. No, she takes out like a large, like chunk of meat. It oh, is I like thought, it, it is like it was a, a cheesecake. No, it is like a roast because she pulls out the electric knife and is carving oh, yeah. it. I thought there's it that irritating sound of the of the carving knife that, and then Kevin and Casey are like, "Oh, brother." Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. It is a piece of beef. I thought it was cheesecake when I first saw it. Yeah. Also, it's it's we just a, <laughs> it's a big chunk of meat on a plate uncovered, which gross. Yeah. Um, that's straight up TV food. Um, if you do that in your real life, you're gonna die of some sort of terrible bacteria. Oh, you mean like how in Full House Jesse is constantly reaching into the fridge and pulling out a paper bowl of loose fried chicken? <laughs> Ugh. But that's that's feasible. Um, Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's feasible. Uncovered uh, meat on a plate, I with no like saran wrap, nothing. I, I, a bucket I of chicken. Wrap up that chicken too. I mean, probably, but if it's if it's in a container, so. Oh, but it's not, my friend. It's just in a bowl. <laughs> oh, in a bowl. In a bowl. Uh, I just, yeah, I was, you know how you put chips in a bowl? <laughs> I always imagine it like just like a like a KFC bucket, like a paper bucket. No, it oh. is. It's like, this chicken has been here. Like I'm gonna save this for later. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy and the same thing and terrible. It's, it started in the paper bucket, Brad, but it's it did. It's, but it's the transition. bucket can't go in the fridge. No. So you put the leftover chicken in a little bowl and yeah. you just pop it in. Yeah. <laughs> I t it's crazy. It, I, crazy times. TV food. I don't get it. Um, uh. So next morning, uh, we're at uh, the Owens residence and Wesley comes in and he's had his turtleneck because Wesley's all about turtlenecks. Um, he's had it pulled up over his face. His sleeves have been like tied together in a knot and he's carrying a crumpled box of donuts. Not any. Not just, someone from. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I was gonna say not just any donuts. Belvedere's donuts. Mm. He's pissed. Maple glazed, bacon infused, golden chocolate nugget donuts or whatever. Yeah. It turns out there's a kid at the end of the street that's beating the shit out of Kevin. And Heather says, "Wait a minute. I know her. His sister. She's in my class. She seems nice. How about we go over and talk to him? It's just a big misunderstanding. No big deal." They leave. Belvedere still lament, still laments over his donuts. 
Yeah, doesn't care. All he cares about is the donuts. Yeah, but doesn't, even though even though he's obviously because the obvious Belvedere joke is that he cares about the donuts, you think this would be like the point where Bella would be like, "All right, this isn't gonna stand. I'm gonna do something." And then Belvedere starts leading the troops against these herd of hatas that have moved into the neighborhood. But yeah, no, they destroyed his donuts. Yeah, you think that that would be enough? But no, Belvedere is he's angry, but he does, he's not really getting involved. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, it would—it's still—it's too—it's too much care on his part. Because yeah. he's like, I don't—I think he actively would prefer to see them suffer. Yeah. Like, oh, I oh the donuts—that's a ooh, that's a bloody awful sacrifice. But ooh, I love the sight of Heather with a black eye. <laughs> Speaking of Heather, before we even, uh, what what are these genes? Because girl. <laughs> I, like, are they, are they like, overalls? Because what is this, like, weird, like, triangle thing that's flipping down in the front? It's it's like she wants to Mertz, but it's something that she has to actively, like, engage. She's like, look. What does Mertz mean? What does that mean? Like, Fred Mertz, he wears the pants really high. Who's Fred Mertz? I love Lucy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like, have you guys been saying that lately? Yes. All the time. <laughs> That is a very weird reference, and you two are so old and weird. <laughs> oh, you know, Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy. <laughs> yeah. You know how he'd always wear his pants so high. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to take a small break to eat a Werther's Original. <laughs> One of my favorite snacks. Um, but yeah, these pants are ridiculous. I, like, I just don't, I don't understand what they're supposed to be. Because what is that thing coming? What is that flap? This triangle thing is coming well, down. Tr- and the thing is, the flap... If it, uh-huh. if it was pants that for some reason she's denying the merts of, like to merch mm-hmm. you have to button them up to get higher. <laughs> right? There's Do not, not <laughs> deny the merts. Then it just like comes up at like a weird point. Yeah, then it would be a weird point and there's no but there's I no side maybe, fabric. So maybe I don't know there was the like a triangle and then like you're supposed to like pull like overall straps over and it connects in a weird way. But I can't figure it out. No, I there don't are no connections down there. So that's just supposed to hang like that. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. Hold up. She turns around there. Let me get, like, a better view. No? Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. (laughs) You queens. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Honey! Speaking of fashion, though, Jonathan, if we had to do best dressed right now of the people podcasting, love that polka-dotted shirt. That is awesome. I noticed that when when you first came up on the screen. I was like, damn, that's an awesome, that's an awesome shirt. Now Brad's rocking his Ramjack shirt, and I've actually um, changed shirts since we started, but no one mentioned Brad, you're wearing your Ramjack shirt? No, I, I oh. no longer have that, unfortunately. Oh, I thought it, it looks like the it looks like the same purple. No. What? You could have lied. Jonathan wouldn't know. He sees purple. You had, you had a choice. <laughs> I, I'm not, I chose not to lie, yes. Good job. Hey, it was a trick. Um, <laughs> so they go off to try to talk this out in a civilized manner. Yes. Um, we're back at Kevin and Casey's place. They're asleep on the couch. Uh, lame Wendy rolls in in her weird nighty. Kevin, so awful. Time to wake up. And Kevin goes, <gasps> and then suddenly the video goes to static for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is happening? Guys, I'm terrified. Uh, we, we gotta find a way to get season five released on DVD because I, uh, we lost, we lost about twenty good seconds here. So they stopped releasing DVDs after season four? Yeah, season four is the last one that's available. You're telling me there wasn't enough of a demand? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, th- that's, the ep- that's the show, Mr. Belvedere. Remake Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. It's a, per- it's a great premise for a goofy TV show. Yeah, it was Charles a remake of a charge. movie. It was like a black and white movie back in the day, and it's, it, the show's completely different. You can redo it. 
that I character think that, is, that has to be a, on some level a public domain yeah. character. Or, I don't know, just, it seems rife for remaking. Yeah, anyway, definitely. she's made him breakfast, and she very clearly is like, I made you breakfast, Kevin. You. Not your little so bitch. weird. Not your little whore that's laying next to you. You, Kevin. Kevin doesn't suspect a thing, because he's an idiot, or he's denying the obvious. I love how Kevin later will be like, hey, you know, we're <laughs> friends. We've been friends for a long time. I'm like, no, you're not. You've never been friends. Never. You, you've ever, pitied ever. her. You've pitied her is what happened. It's like, pathetic, Kevin. Like, it's pathetic. Uh, like, you used to be a decent human being, and you felt you were... You pitied her, and you tried to be nice to her, and she took advantage of it constantly. Mm-hmm. That's not friendship. No. Uh, so he starts eating the breakfast. What's going on after after that moment? Um, again, we're having some video issues here. Casey storms out. Uh, well, I'm going to work. Um, so she goes to work. Uh, then we cut back to the Owens household. Girl goes to work. <laughs> and Marsha is working on a case because apparently the diner is being sued because someone got a hairnet in their food. Which um, is a case they should lose. But definitely, mm-hmm. they should definitely lose it. Marcia's, Don't represent the diner, Marcia. Don't be an idiot. Why would you do that? Like, I understand you used to play lawyer, and uh, you spent a lot of George's money to become a lawyer, and then threw it all away along with your children's future. Uh, <laughs> that is true. All of that's true. <laughs> It's not a lie. But, like, she's like, oh, this is my chance to play lawyer again. Like, and she's, like, filling out paper. Like, what are you doing? I hate her. She's, she's like, I'm an attorney after all, and I don't buy that. No. I just don't buy that. If you were a plumber and you didn't necessarily work for, like, a larger company or a business, uh, you could still call yourself a plumber. Like, you could go into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. I just don't really buy it if someone's not with a firm or they don't have their own practice. It just seems disingenuous. Like, she, I'm an attorney. She got practicing? She got a job at a shitty, like, mall law... At the law hut. We're all right? Hutted, we're too headed ogres came to be her client. <laughs> yeah, she worked there for I, I don't know, a year or two maybe? Maybe. And then she was like, I don't like it. I'm quit. Like, you're not a lawyer. Nope. No, you're not. Like, Sorry. If, if you want to help a friend getting a divorce, you want to help with some paperwork, fine. But like, you aren't a lawyer. If, if they had done the work of saying, Marsha's gonna open, she's gonna try and open up her own practice, mm-hmm. that would have been one thing. Yes. But it's not the thing. <laughs> also, this is the one time in the episode where I forgive Belvedere for being an asshole because he is calling her out on not be, really being a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some insightful commentary rather than picking on children. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Wesley T. and Heather Roland, um, bruised up, black-eyed, beaten down by these like the yokels. Of, I don't like the idea of Heather being beat. Yeah. I don't like that. No, Heather that bothered me. Beaten. That really yeah, especially, bothered me. Especially later when we see the fam, like, yeah, I'm like, uh-uh, Who no. Who did that to her? Yeah, because I don't think it was the girl. Ooh. No, and I, when we see that girl, I'm not convinced that she's in the same class as Heather. No, That girl uh-uh. seemed considerably younger. Definitely. Like, maybe freshman in high school, maybe. But that's pushing it. So yeah. Heather's been, she's had the shit beaten out of her, which is not funny. No. This show keeps insisting that it's funny when it's really just disturbing. Ugh. Um, oh, goodness. Um, so George comes in the room and says, not my kids. We're going to go down there and teach them a lesson. Um, what did he say something about? 
Speed Fist Owens or something? Oh, the Iron oh. Fist. The, oh, the Yeah, Iron Fist Owens or something like that. I, I mean, Belvedere has telegraphed some pretty obvious punchlines, but if you can't see this one coming, yeah. I can't help you. You need to be put in this asylum. But again, like going back to Belvedere being a douchebag, uh, because, you know, they've been beaten up. Belvedere is laughing at them. George comes in, hi, Belvedere, what you laughing at? And then he looks over and sees his kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. And George, yeah, George is appropriately horrified. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? How is it, how is it come that Bob Euchre is the most naturalistic actor on the show? He's the anchor at this point. <gasps> he really is. He, like, yeah. it's insane. So the, he leaves. The show with... doesn't require him to be a crank anymore. Yeah. You true. know what I mean? Like, now Belvedere is the crank. So George has to sort of counterbalance that by being fairly normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I kind of like. George being like this makes him not a monster, so we can focus on Marsha being a monster, <laughs> which she is. Um, Jesus. So he leaves. Belvedere kind of is like, <laughs> This is going to be good. Like he basically gives that effect. We see a revolving door transition that only you could that happened in oh the eighties all the time. It's so good. Like it's the one wipe that Star Wars didn't use. Yes, yeah. and it's the Whoa. only wipe. It's the only wipe we've ever seen in Belvedere, right? Like I don't think they use wipes yeah. like this. Yeah, it's normally they do fade transitions. Yeah. yeah, so it's like which would have been appropriate. And then the kids who have been freshly beaten again. <laughs> Carry why in their father. Have the same, why do they all have the same black eye? <laughs> they all have the same black eye, I think. What, what is this family just specialize in black eyes? We just, we punch we punch with one fist in the same direction Don't every break time. Break anything because then they might sue you. But a black eye, you can get away with that. <laughs> Guys, next up is There's the worst. in a black eye. <laughs> next up is the worst thing I've ever seen in oh. Belvedere. And we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I remember. What's happening? <laughs> the scene transitions in a normal Belvedere, Belvedere fashion where it kind of fades. And Lame Wendy is seductively eating something in her mouth. Like, but she's like, just like, like gumming it's like it. A, yeah, she's got like a chicken bone that she's gnawing. It's like, ew. And just like staring into Kevin's eyes. It's, it is fucked up. It is fucked up. <laughs> As the Wait, best. Wendy needs to be like clipped by a bus. That's the only fate she deserves. She's so selfish. She is. And hateful. She needs no. to get hit by a bus. And everyone is bothered by this. Casey's bothered by it. Kevin's bothered by it. The chicken eating? Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Stop. It's it's awful. And they're like, well, hey, you want to do something tonight? We could go see a movie. And then Alan's like, "Oh, hey, what if what if we uh, order a pizza?" Which is funny because they just finished eating. Ha! Oh, funny. Womp, womp, womp. And he basically belches the line. Yeah. Like, Though I, ugh. I will say I had I had a friend in college. Um, that their parents came to town. Um, we met them at at a restaurant, and they're like, "So, what do you guys want to do?" It's like, "Oh, you know, we use a lot of things you can do." Uh, you were talking about some stuff in the states. Like, well, hey, let's go out to dinner, and <laughs> immediately went to a restaurant. <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. A two-dinner night? Really? Um, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> what was the second meal? I don't care what the first one was. Um, what was on the menu we, for the second? We met them at Applebee's, and then we went, ended up at uh, um, that Mexican restaurant um, at the, by the levee. Oh, yeah, the big one. Yeah. Where I ate like my weight in burritos <laughs> or enchiladas. <laughs> that was an awesome time. <laughs> Indeed. Oh God! We'll never get those glorious times back, boys. Glory days. <laughs> um. So... Have you forgotten? 
So it's just the worst. The, Casey is having to help entertain these guys that no one wanted to. Um, Which they do not. I think it's stupid that the show is like, you're obligated to spend time with them. No, Casey, go. Yeah. Kevin, go. You're not obligated. They're staying with you, but they're not your family. That You don't have any obligation to entertain these fucking terrible. No. They're theoretically supposedly there because of like a relative's like wedding or something. Like, are are our parents' 35th anniversary or something like that? Like, why aren't you with your family? I think that's a lie, too. I think that's definitely. Everything is a lie. Um, So, Wendy says, I have an idea. This is the craziest part of the show. This is is just nuts. She says, let's play Truth or Fib, (laughs) which is a game where you have to choose truth because otherwise you'd be lying. You have to choose truth. We cut to them playing a board game, <laughs> which is clearly the game Would You Rather. <laughs> Would You Rather is not another version of Truth or Dare, and it is most certainly not a game called Truth or Fib. Yeah. Who the, what fuck? the fuck is going on in the writer's room? Who what wrote is this? this? Bo- I, I, like, I don't, it's so bizarre. Um, you didn't have to cut to another moment. Yeah. Just keep the first scene going and just start asking the questions. Yeah. Why did we cut to a board game? And see, this is where I thought um, that Wendy was going to try to bring up the fact that her and Kevin had sex before in front right. of Casey yeah. to, to call something, or even her husband, to call some kind of drama. Um, right. But she doesn't. It would have made perfect sense. It would have made much more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing like this. Kevin, t- tell the truth. Who did you have sex with on your senior prom? Or like, it's, it's as simple as that. And it's like yeah. a creepy, awkward moment, perfectly in keeping with the rest of the episode, which made me nauseous. Oh, so they, they break into teams, uh, which seems unnecessary. And Lame Wendy's like, oh, me and Kevin will be on one team. Alan and Casey, you can be on the other team. <laughs> Third floor menswear. <laughs> I'm sad. I mean, cut to the question of her just saying, Kevin, would you rather... It's something like, would you rather climb... If if you found a wallet... Oh, yeah. If you found a wallet that had $5,000 in it and no one was around and there was no ID, would you A, take it to the police, or B, run away with, like, your old girlfriend from high school that's in a loveless, terrible marriage? (laughs) And Alan finally is like, well, wait a minute. Even I understand what's being said now. And this is the moment, I know I just said that that I named my craziest moment. Mm-hmm. They should be ashamed of themselves for this moment. Yeah. And by they, I mean the audience. Because they, they give Alan, the writing on the page is dignified. Alan is saying, you know what? This is ridiculous. I know what's happening. This is insulting to me and our marriage. And the line he says is, there are a million girls who would die to be with a guy like me. The audience bursts into laughter. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, they laugh yeah. in the face of that line. It's not a laugh track; it's live. Yeah, the, the, and it's not meant to be a joke. For once, Belvedere is trying to give a fat person dignity. Yeah, and the audience is like, "No, we've been trained too well. We don't. We don't." Re- it was a time when not everyone in America was morbidly obese, and now we don't do those jokes anymore because everyone is morbidly obese. <laughs> Back in the '80s, you can make fun of a fat person, and presumably it was okay. Yeah. Alan's not a human. He's a fucking animal. Uh, it's um, it's it's awful. He he leaves. Um, lame Wendy finds comfort in the one man that she wants to find comfort in, and she tries to smother Kevin to death. Uh, and with, her bosom. with yeah, with her heaving bosom. Gross, gross, gross. Uh, and Casey looks at them like, God damn it. <laughs> 
As she should. Fuck. So Casey and um, Lane Wendy had kind of have a heart to heart, kinda. Like, um, side side no, note, barely. Uh, yeah, Wendy so, betrays her immediately. Um, Alex, keep an eye on this. Is Casey in this scene wearing the same yellow shirt that Heather's wearing at the end of the episode? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We will find Whoa. out shortly. Um, is this incest thing getting a, a little bit crazier? Or is it getting a little bit healthier? It looks a lot like that yellow shirt. Like, it looks I... a lot like that yellow shirt. All right, all right. We'll see, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but damn. <laughs> make, make no bones about it. Ramjack will keep an eye on that yellow shirt. The two gayest men I've ever met in my life. Brad, do me a favor. Keep an eye on that yellow shirt. I have a sneaking suspicion it was used as a double. Oh, hell no. She is not. She she can't do that. That <laughs> Forget the bitch. incest part. She cannot wear the same shirt as Casey. This Heather, is her last episode. In away. theory. Yeah. Hashtag what? Uh, Sashay away. Uh, this is the one opportunity in the episode that they don't do the most insane fat joke. Because um, Lame Wendy has a, a piece of uh, cheesecake in front of her. Um, Casey has the rest of the cheesecake on her side of the table. I was quite expecting them to switch the plates at one point and Lame Wendy would eat the full cheesecake. Of course. Luckily, they didn't do it. Or they cut it for time. You know what? Because they... It's not because they didn't want to do it. It's because they just didn't happen to think of it. I guess. If someone had been on the set and had suggested it as a gag, they would have totally written into the scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's pure happenstance. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... They're talking about Kevin and... Lame Wendy's like uh, talking about his amazing uh, wolf-like. I don't know. It's so. She describes him as uh, as like a beautiful man boy, which is pretty <laughs> actually oh. accurate. Yes, <laughs> that's the appeal of Rob Stone. Like when he's wearing like a tank top or something, you're like, wow, what a what a kind of sexy man boy. <laughs> I don't think he'd be able to fuck me well at all. But as a purely visual thing, he's not that bad. <laughs> She also says he has a chocolate milk smell around his lips. Oh, like weird. his mouth emanates. And, and Casey goes, "So that's what that is." I'm like, "Excuse me." I th- I got fucking nauseous on that because <laughs> that is gross. Like, are you talking about like some form of halitosis? Like, what is going on? People should not smell like chocolate milk. No, that's not okay. That's not no. That's not a smell a human can have naturally. Mm-mm. So, so, like, does Kevin come back in with Alan? No, no. Oh, okay. He's he been looking for in. Alan. He ch- he checked all the f- restaurants. Why doesn't Casey... What, why is there no through line for this episode? Why doesn't Casey in the talk say, Well, you know, Wendy, I think it's pretty clear that you have feelings for Kevin, but, you know, he and I are... I think we're going to try and date or something. Like, I hope that you can just be okay with that. I don't want us to be, like, enemies or, like, for you to hate me. That would be a good show. <laughs> it is so weird. Kevin shows up and Wendy's like, Oh, hey, Kevin. Fuck you, Casey. Because I feel like the whole... Well, because that's why I feel like this is, like, the end of Casey. Because I feel like the whole thing is, um, Casey was finally willing to give the relationship a try and then the whole thing is like Wendy makes uh, her realize that she doesn't like Kevin as much as Wendy does and Wendy's a crazy person and if she's not even interested in them that much then why should she even bother fuck lame Wendy ruining everything we like Casey we like Casey no, I don't like Casey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not because what? I'm, it's not because I'm gay and I can't find her attractive on like a chemical. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut his <laughs> mic. I just think she's a crank. I don't think she's funny. I I don't like the gen- the stupid gender dynamics mm-hmm. that they have between them where 
it's 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 fake feminism on the part of writing for her, you, and it's stupid pig-headed Porky's bullshit on his end. No. I don't find it to be a. Yeah, you you are correct, Jonathan. But like, that's going to be the same you. no matter what, because everything is like sexist on this show. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But hey, why do we keep returning to the well? <laughs> oh. But there was a thing about the fact that again Casey was on the Cinderella episode, which I know is. It's unrealistic for me to put that up on a pedestal, but it's something Alex, that was teased. Wasn't, the Cinderella episode wasn't even as great as we wanted it to be. I know. It wasn't even as great as we needed it to be by half. <laughs> See, what I want is I want the Belvedere remake to just be that one episode of Mr. Belvedere, where they it's a Cinderella remake. <laughs> I want a Belvedere and Cinderella bizarre, remake. What a bizarre billionaire project. <laughs> I'm a billionaire, and I demand this. <laughs> but, um... There, there is something about the dynamic of Kevin having someone else in his life for that character that's great. Because mm-hmm. savvy sure. Angela is Heather's friend. We haven't seen Braceface in a while, but Wesley T. has all kinds of characters in his life. Kevin doesn't have anyone that's good. Kevin's Goat never guy. with anyone good. Lame dude Goat that was guy. in his art class. Oh, yeah. God, I hated that character. Lame oh, Wendy. Carl. Yeah. Carl. Lame Wendy. Uh, Kevin doesn't have anybody. So yeah. Casey was like... This a port in a store. Unhappy. They can't put Kevin with anyone who will make him happy because the show is about people dealing with their diminishing expectations and their fading dreams. That's what Mr. Belvedere is about. <laughs> Belvedere is the force that got it all started. He showed up and everything started going to hell. Well, it's because as the song tells us, the song is about, you know, uh, we've learned, we're learning about the finer things, but as you realize that, as you learn and you are no longer ignorant, you lose that bliss. You realize the harsh realities around you. You realize how sad you always were, but didn't, weren't able to admit (laughs) because you've now learned a better, happier way of life that's possible, but never achievable. Belvedere is the, is the top down trickle-down marketplace bullshit guy who shows up and goes, look, there's streaks on your china. You didn't know that means you're poor and gross, but I am here to point it out. As a member of the elite, I can tell you that you're all pieces of shit. (laughs) Thanks, Belvedere. What a wonderful gift. Looks like there's going to be a change in the status quo. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) All hands. So, um... Kevin basically levels with Wendy as um, Casey goes out to find Wendy's husband. He's like, Wendy, look, um, we may have been friends. I don't know the definition or the meaning of that word. Um, but I'm not attracted to you. We're never going to happen as a relationship. We've done, this, we've done this for seven episodes now. Seven, at least, where I've had to sit you down and go, listen <sighs> to me. Wendy manhandles Kevin, because like we said, he's a pretty man boy, but nothing you can really, he can't really hold his own. Um, And then... You know why, uh, sorry, just kidding, you know why this is fascinating? Because she treats him like he treats Casey. Ooh. She's like, I want your dick, I want you to fuck me, I want you to take me now. I don't care what you say, I don't care what you want, this is what I want. And he doesn't realize that that's how he's treating Casey. (laughs) Yeah. That's I mean, why he doesn't deserve Casey, because he's the lame Wendy for Casey. <laughs> it is Come true. on, Casey, just fuck me. Don't tease me. God. Um, and but also, we got to talk about the fact he has 8 million pleats on his pants, yes. and his shirt has pockets that are like... <laughs> 
Half, it's like uh, halfway down the shirt, his pockets start. <laughs> Can we talk about those 525,600 pleats? Everybody's wearing, like, I mean, we always have it, the fashion, but I feel like this episode is really a grand episode of terror. It is. Uh, because he's wearing that in this weird blousy shirt with the weird pockets. Um, Lane Windy, of course, is wearing, like, a weird floral print dress, floral print dress with, like, uh, pearls and... Uh, it's come, it's got like a triangle piece that comes down and an apron because she wants to be a homemaker and Her there's this whole weird um bi- like business going on with this apron later in the scene that is fucking bizarre. Uh, there's apron play? Like, yes. Like, well, bumbling with the apron? No, because, like, eventually at the end of the scene, um, she takes it off and gives it to Casey, and then Casey gives the apron to Kevin. <laughs> Whatever like, it means. It's, it's all like, <laughs> um, I'm not interested in you, Kevin. You have, you have your apron. <laughs> Take care of yourself. <laughs> the apron is a symbol, Kevin. Do you get it's, it? Like, they're really, they're really pushing it hard. Um, but luckily, uh, Casey uh, has found Alan... And brought him back, and so now we can have this scene in. <laughs> we can have yeah, the truth. Kay, Kay, Go ahead. Casey puts it to them. She's like, if they they create this idea that they've never even kissed, mm-hmm. that they've had no real chance to test their chemical attraction to one another, and she's like, go ahead, Kevin, kiss Wendy, just do it, because I want to see if if there's anything here for your own sake and her sanity, just for God's sake. So they um, do, and it's terrible. And Wendy's like, that's it. They've had sex. They have had sex. They definitely kissed. But they didn't. They didn't kiss when they had sex, Brad. It was all necking. We've barely kissed. He says we've barely even kissed. Yeah. It's so obscured that we'll never know the truth. The truth is not out there. It's just not anymore. It could be my imagination, but I. It may be also my hope that they kind of both looked at each other, like cut each other a quick glance, like we've never kissed. Like, just like, right. don't. Right. A, we, we had made a promise not to ever tell anybody. <laughs> don't break it right now. And that's so how Alan we know. Goes, <sighs> Go ahead. That's how we know. That, I mean, see, so uh, that's how we know Alan... Wendy will be back because they share this weird uh. kind of fucking secret, like... We promise not to tell. <laughs> Fuck Lame Wendy. Oh, and can I just point out early in the episode, we find out that they've only, uh, um, Lame Wendy and her husband have only had sex twice, and both uh. times she said Kevin's name during. <gasps> one was on their honeymoon, one was on Kevin's birthday. <laughs> oh. Holy fuck. And Alan goes, You call that a kiss, Kevin? I'll show you a kiss. And I was sitting there going, Well, wait, I thought the idea was that Alan wasn't good at this stuff. I thought that was the point. No. That she wasn't attracted to Alan. She's built up Kevin in her mind. You never forget your first. Or sometimes you do. (laughs) To help some sort of scheme that you're trying to perpetrate. I was really... She kisses her. She's like, Alan, let's go. Let's get out of here, Alan, so I can continue to abuse you emotionally. Mm. And she's like, Kevin, thanks, but you know what? Casey's a good girl for you. She's more your speed. I'm a lame Wendy. Late. I'm a lame Wendy. (laughs) What are you gonna do? Oh no! That's her. That is when she walks across the room. I hate to make this easy joke, but it's it is. Ugh, truth. So, yeah. So they leave, and then Casey has a heart to heart with Kevin. Is like, hey, listen, we need to have a talk. And Kevin flips out. No, you're not allowed to say those words. I don't want to hear those. Listen, Kevin, you're a nice guy. No, those are even worse. Stop talking. I'm going to not listen to you. 
He literally goes, la, 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 not listening. Yeah. He doesn't deserve a relationship. No, not at all. Um, and she's like, listen, uh, you know, the way she cares about you, even if she is fucking insane, I don't feel that way about you, so good luck. Find somebody else. Yeah. I've realized that at at best I had a mild amusement, but yeah. Wendy has shown me that this is not worth pursuing. If she doesn't come back, and this isn't an episode that's out of order... She also makes the choice not only to not be with Kevin, like try to have a relationship, but also not to live there anymore. Like she well, says, she's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says she's paid up through the month, so and then she just leaves, <laughs> doesn't grab anything. She just has her coat and she just goes outside. I like, to, I like to think she never comes back. No, she doesn't. She doesn't get a single item of her own possession. <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. She's moving right. on. She's moving cities. She's just getting out of the pit. Good for her, but... Just in case you didn't think that this was a proper season five episode, we cut back to the Owens house. And we finally meet the family. What is their last name? Like, the Jerkins or the... Oh, it's weirder than that. It's like... The Jowlies or something? It's like the... The Jowlies? (laughs) The Sneeches? I don't know what their fuck their name is. They're fucking crazy. Um, (laughs) But they are straight out of Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres. There's two men... Who are presumably brothers. They are impossibly tall actors. Yes. Impossibly tall. Yes. And then there is uh, the wife and the daughter that like has hair in her mouth the whole scene. She's I chewing she on her hair. I thought she had a beard. I thought she had a beard. <laughs> because of the ponytail in her mouth. There's the creepy little boy with the page cap who looks like he's from a fucking horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And they walk as a creepy unit. Like, they walk as if, like, they're a school of fish. <laughs> it's awful. It's and so And they're like, upsetting. we own the sidewalk, and we'll fucking beat the living shit out of you if you come near our house. Uh, yeah, apparently the they're... Because they're herd of hattas, um, and they don't understand the concept of sidewalks. So when Wesley, our Aunt Heather, and George uh, came to their house via the sidewalk, they thought they were trespassing on their property... And therefore, uh, attacked them. Well, it's not yeah. just that. They did it without saying hello. Like, it was, to them, it was bringing dishonor to the family. Like, how dare you walk in our property without saying a how do you do or, you know, just at least waving. God. Really? Is that what they established? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, I thought it was just, I thought it was purely, you're on our property, get the fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's because yeah. they so weren't nice. they just nice. a friend? <laughs> they just wanted someone, they just wanted the neighbors to say, how do you do? Hello, neighbor. And apparently, at this point, it's progressed to the point where uh, they de- like it's come to the point where somebody needs to die. To somebody needs to die. <laughs> like, that's where they we're say at. That. This show is so fucking banana bread. No, did you not say it. hello? You've done it six times, and we all know what that means. <laughs> there needs to be well, blood. So- Marsha walks through the door, and they say to her, Oh, hey, Mom, this is all happening. Dad told us not to tell you because we were so busy. They never established that. No. And she goes, I'm never too busy to defend my family. Well, no, I she, laughed out loud. She walks in. Loud. I did too, Jonathan. <laughs> yes. She walks in and immediately um, uh, does not, uh, much like Casey, does not see that there are a load of yokels in her house. Um, she's like, oh, I can't believe we lost the hairnet case. Uh, we, we have to pay $20,000. And then the lawyers came in and stiffed me on the bill. Oh, a group of 100, she said. Oh. A group of 100 people came into a diner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure they did. Yeah, and didn't tip. So she's pissed off. And then, yeah, they tell her about the, the yokels that they weren't, they didn't want to stress her out. 
And yeah, then she talks about how she's going to defend her family. She's a tiger mom in that moment. Mm. And the yokels are so freaked out, they're like, she's talking in tongues! <laughs> no, she's not. Even for season five, it's a little stupid. Like, these yokels, like, it's so over... Like, this, it's kookier than the Beverly Hillbillies by far. Oh, yeah. Well, they like, The Beverly Hillbillies had more humanity to them. Yeah. Yes. The Beverly Hillbillies had to at least have a small enough... I mean, they had oil on their land. Texas. The joke. The jokels are cl- Texas tea. Texas the tea by gold. Are, yeah, the jokels are clearly raping their daughter. <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. but that little girl has seen some horrific silhouettes and, in the well, night. Plus, they got their fortune f- through publishing clearinghouse. Published clearinghouse, yeah. And they moved to the pit. It makes no sense. Did they only want a certain amount of money? <laughs> you won ten thousand dollars. You can afford well, holy a house in the shit. Pit. Let's go to the pit, y'all. Okay. I mean, so these are like mountain folk, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, how do you win the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes anyway? Can anyone win it at any time, or do you have to apply? Well, I You have think to buy that's... a magazine, Jonathan. You well, have to that's subscribe. part of the joke, because they... they... Oh. See, Jonathan, back in the day, they used to send uh, these, uh, uh, like, nonsense fake things that said, you might have already won publisher's clearinghouse, uh, and then it yeah. would, yeah... Ed McMahon's face was on it, and then... You lived, uh, you lived during a weird time, Pap-Pap. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was weird. It was super weird. <laughs> That's Grandpa Brad just going. Yeah, it was weird. I, it was, uh, uh, it was really weird, guys. Uh, Look, so Martha, Martha, Marcia, Martha, Martha. So a production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf begins. <laughs> so uh, Marcia, I almost said it again. Uh, basically, terrifies them with a lawsuit, and they're like, "Oh no, new money! Let's run! They could take it." They leave. Every Marcia's a hero for the first time ever in the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Kevin is watching television in his house. It's over. Uh, so the next, we see Belvedere at night. And he's kind of recapping. He's like, you know, we've seen more of Kevin since his mo- roommate moved out. Um, uh, I guess the bruises have all healed. I'm not really sure what he says about the Hatterherdic people. The Which Jollies is... Yeah, they moved away. The Jollies. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all have jowls. Um, and then he's talking about how, like... Uh, uh, everybody needs someone to like uh, to care about and to, uh, like look out for them and to love. It's really it's a huge stretch. It's such a well, stretch. every he says something about like every man needs some sort of like woman to pine after or something or like inspire him. And I guess his is what he pulls out a cookie and he's like, "I love you, Miss Fields." You Tim Priest. I always thought that was I always thought that was reference to him doing that old commercial for who who ate the such and such bread? <laughs> what is the name of have you seen that commercial? Yes. What is the name of that food? Uh, um let me look it up real quick. Fig Newtons? Who ate this the sweet cake or something like that? Um okay, so I will say over the credits, the newscaster doesn't say anything particularly funny. But there is a quick cut to a TV movie where a very, very angry black woman is walking towards the camera. Mm-hmm. I yes. don't know what she's doing or what she needs to do. Well, but it's crazy. My God, it seems intense. It's oh, it's a Sara Lee commercial. <laughs> Who ate the Sara Lee? <laughs> Not only that, but the, there's like two frames before the angry woman who's walking down the street of just a frying pan with butter. Yes, and I'm hey, assuming man. that's the commercial. Like this is your brain on drugs, but I don't know. But no, just, they didn't do butter for that commercial. But they just did an egg, frying pan, sizzling butter. Immediate cut <laughs> to a woman who's determined mm. to, to fuck someone mm. up. Good lord! <laughs> and then Da-da. that's that's Belvedere. Da-da. That's Belvedere. Oh, yeah, who right. won and who lost? 
Oh fuck. C- Casey won because she got out. Yes. Yeah. She she got out. I mean, none of the Owens won. Uh, what? Marsha loves them. Who cares? Yeah. They had the shit beat out of them throughout the whole episode. Um, the Jowies didn't win. <laughs> Kevin didn't win. No. Wendy didn't fucking win. She's still with Alan. Yeah. Alan I certainly think, didn't win. I think Kevin no. lost the most because now he has to find a new roommate. He's had the worst time ever. But granted, he's kind of worse. Like, he is the worst in the fact that his motives are unpure and weird and gross. Giving him him the the he lost position almost makes it... I think that's too much pity on our part. Like, oh, Kevin lost because he didn't get to fuck Casey. I think Alan lost. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, that's fair. Because he winds up with Lame Wendy. Yeah, who openly doesn't love him. No, that one kiss doesn't fix a fucked up marriage. Yeah. No. It just doesn't. And, and, and you know, proposing after an 11 o'clock adults-only improv show, that's not going to no. secure a future for yourself. No. So who won? Did we say Casey? Casey oh, won. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Casey okay, Casey won. Okay, sorry. I was thinking maybe there was more debate there. But I'm great with that. Best dressed, worst dressed. I'm going to say worst I mean, dressed. We'll go ahead, Jonathan. I mean, best dressed, I don't know. I honestly did. I, there was no point where I thought, oh, someone looks good. Worst dressed, I wasn't going to go ahead and say um, apron slash weird flower print dress. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck you, Wendy. Yeah, from William Wendy. Yeah. That's you look not like even... a crappy mattress. You look like a crappy mattress covered by, like, a grandmother's idea of, like, a nice comforter. Well, she looks like she came out of House on the Prairie. It's like, what the fuck are you wearing? It's the yeah. 80s, for crying out loud. No one's wearing prairie clothes, even though Casey does wear uh, her night clothes uh, that she changes into when she has to sleep on the couch with Kevin is kind of prairie-like. I mean, that's definitely like... Well, yeah. That's, that's but again, it's, that's a gag. Yeah. yeah. And I think almost with Wendy, it's a gag because I think they actively choose to put her in those outfits because they want her to look like garbage, mm-hmm. as opposed to people walking around through scenes and their clothes aren't meant to be a commentary on their character. Yeah. So I would almost say that Wendy may not count because I think we're supposed to think of Wendy as just being ridiculous all the time. Yeah. It's still a terrible outfit. It's, it's, I think it's still just awful. Um, I would also be game for Heather's strange pants from Heather's the plants pants alone. are kooky. But um, Heather got the shit beat out of her. Yeah, Heather got beaten up. <laughs> Heather's had so many bad outfits that I feel like in the in the realm of things Heather's worn, this is not as offensive as anything She's we've seen lately. She's lost a bit of capacity to dress herself. She physically mm-hmm. can't do the, 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 mus- the musculature movements. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you, you have to go lame, Wendy, or her to hattas. Um, maybe Kevin with all the pleats. Ah. Herdahattas are wearing their normal clothing. In the hills of the Herdahattas, I mean, that's outside of context. You can't give it to them. Um, Kevin's pleats outfit is pretty bonkers. High pockets, all the collar. Because that jacket he had on had, like, it was basically a turtleneck of jackets. It was fucking huge. It was crazy. Fuck fuck Kevin. I'd rather rather punish him. I, I could go with Kevin for worst. Best dress, though, is tough. Casey. Casey looks the most human in all of it. I mean, her clothing's at least normal. Well, she wears uh, a foxy nightgown. Oh, yeah. Whom is the, I, like, the only attractive piece of clothing in the episode, I think, because... True, it's better than... I mean, Wesley T. has that turtleneck that's also kind of lame, but it also has mm-hmm. those weird short sleeves. That's Yeah, that's terrible. That's horrible. Um, I did look for those who were on the edge of their seat in anticipation. It looks like this shirt that Heather's wearing at the end of the episode, but Casey is indeed... Uh, pimping her own fashion. It's not the same yellow shirt. It, yeah, it's different, but it is very similar. It's like Heather's has a larger pattern, 
and it's slightly darker. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, we can agree on uh, Casey for best dressed. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, that is the ep. Hopefully, we'll never see Lame Wendy again. Oh, she'll be back. No. She'll be back. Never. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been a it's been a fun episode. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming back uh, on land. Thank you for having me again. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and thank you for always being a hero, uh, if not on the high seas, um, in the big city, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yep, yep. That's that's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, uh, we really like to hear from you. You can call us. Um, and leave a voicemail. Um, I'm assuming you don't know that off the top of your head, right, Brad? It's 979-476-9877 or 979-GROW-UP-7. You can also email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. There's the website, ramjackpodcast.com. You can go to the wiki and read all the Laura Wimsett articles. Um and just episode synopsises. Listen to that. Listen to it. Um, email the website to your friends. Um, get the word out there. Send it in a chain letter. Because that's what we do now in 2015. Um, Jonathan, where can we find you on the internets? You can find me on Twitter at J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. And you can listen to, of course, Brandon Chotney and I. Uh, we host a podcast. We've mentioned it before. It's called How Rude. We're deconstructing all 192 episodes of Full House. And apparently... On some level, to some extent, Fuller House, which is the worst title for a show in the world. Yes. Fuller House. Oh, boy. This house is more full than it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Andy! And, yeah, you can find that through iTunes, Stitcher, and Libsyn. So, yeah. Nice. We're going to, like, we'll take care of all of TJF. Somebody needs to do uh, just the ten of us. Holy fuck. You know know DJ has twins. I've jokes about just the ten of us. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. You're, the fact that you would actually want to tackle it seriously. I mean, t- that would be more niche than the Inland Empire commentary. Definitely. Definitely. Doing it the best I can. <laughs> we got to get somebody on that. We got to get somebody on Family Matters. Like, we, we got to make sure we take care of all of TGIF. This shared universe of television commentary. And guys, remember, there are a lot of terrible people out there. Lots of monsters that are worth citing. But please, at the end of the day, just remember... Fuck me.
Back home again. 